Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the Kill Connor Club podcast. This is episode 50. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. Guys, what's going on? Uh, oh, could you do that again? It cut, you cut out. I cut out? Oh, yeah. as always, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. It's good. Uh... It's good. And because today's episode 50, we're joined by the other half of the four pillars being... Ooh. Fishy and long-eared fox. How's it going, lads? Hello. I'm it's fizzy. Great. Fizzy. Fizzy. <laughs> uh, we're back. Four pillars it's back great. on Kill Connor Club. Um, we are the four pillars of the Assassin's Creed community. We're better than everyone else. You know, fuck AC videos. Fuck <laughs> UB Central. Fuck yes. everyone else. <laughs> four you pillars. Stop digging a hole. Fuck <laughs> in. <laughs> and it'll be like last time. All Brett, right. I love you, Brett, but actually, fuck AC video. Okay, let's get on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I, I do agree with that statement. Now, before <laughs> I before I do my intro and you know Patreon stuff, first of all, I want to say, Ethan, just please not talk and interrupt me this time. Just that's all. <laughs> uh, that would be just you know that would really get me out of a bind, to be honest. Uh, all right, so episode fifty, ladies and gentlemen, Kill Connor Club. Oh, I, I was, I've been so excited for this podcast all week and I'm ecstatic right now that we're, and I can't actually believe it's episode 50, but anyway, if you're enjoying this podcast and joining us and you want to support us and you want to get more awesome content like this, just head over to patreon.com slash as always, where you can get bonus podcasts every week that Kill Connor Club isn't on. Now we've got some awesome people over there to thank for helping power this podcast and sponsoring as always. So those people are Modorox, also known as Ben, Ian or Zeno Rio, Seth, Damien, Josh Devlier, Lumistrad, Rav J, that random name though, Zach Neely, Ogia Doggo, go fuck yourself, Tyler Tranter, Yazen, Brendan, or BQ Overlord, and Pinkflame313. Thank you, thank you, you sweet vintage lads, for helping power this podcast and keeping us going and just being just great, great people around. So thank you for that. And if you want to be one of those people, again, just head over to patreon.com slash as always. All right. That's the housekeeping out of the way, guys. Nice. Here we are, episode 50. I I say this every time we hit a master, but I can't fucking believe uh, it's 50 episodes. Yeah, like, that's so, that's so many podcasts. That's so many hours of you two talking. <laughs> it is. It's a long time. Because it's Ever. not like it's it's not like the Dead Set Cast is a ten minute podcast. It's it's three or more hours. It's for a, fifty yeah. episodes. I wonder yeah, if you argue Jesus. about like decisions behind the scenes. Do we? Not really. Ever. No. We pretty much agree on these things. It's a good time. Yeah. Exactly. Sure it's all great. It's that's that's why I'm still you know that. still around, still going, still kicking. Uh, but there's no other way we're going to do this other than four pillars uh, to make the official episode 50 a thing. And especially, I love that it's landed right after the announcement of Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, how uh, convenient. So just perfect. views, just so many views, it's just almost perfect. Like you planned it from back in 2014. <laughs> to, to, know, <laughs> to know. I'm pretty sure by episode 50, that's the week they'll, they'll do it. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. so... Assassin's Creed Origins, guys. You guys mm-hmm. have been making a million videos on it. I even made a video on it. That's incredible. It's I'm already impressed, Tyler. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, w- would you believe I'm doing two videos this week? Maybe more. Really? Really? No. Really? Big really, up but... Tyler, might. Well, I'm gonna do uh, tomorrow. I'm releasing. Hopefully tomorrow, releasing a video 
or just kind of doing an explanation of what's going on because I never actually told people what's going on. People just think I've died. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, not everyone listens yeah, to Kill Chronicle. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just doing a video to explain <laughs> like what the status of the channel is. There's the fact that there's not going to be a lot of videos for the next couple of months, and then I'll be back at the by November. But at the same time, okay. I've also got that drug that drug AC3 funtage that Ooh, I did. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I edited that. I oh, am so way drunk. I remember. I edited, was editing it. I'm like, holy shit! I was fucked up doing that. <laughs> I just didn't. I had to delete some stuff because I just didn't. I'm like, you're not making sense, Tyler. Like, you actually <laughs> aren't making any sense. It's not even entertaining. It's just embarrassing. Um, but yeah. Well, anyway, um, uh, we need Assassin's to big up Tyler content. Oh wait, sorry. I'm just gonna say something very quickly. Yeah. Um, we need uh, the Tyler content back so you can gain those subscribers so we can get that uh, that Justin Bieber. A video out because uh, I'm true. waiting for that for a while. <laughs> we definitely well, do mean, need that. I, th- I think I think my video tomorrow explaining where I've been and what's going on will also kind of address uh you it addresses you guys as well, you know, the three of you guys and, and you know my thoughts on everything. So I think it's I'd like you guys to watch it just for that oh, sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'll I'll watch it. <laughs> James from the other Ethan's like, nah, I'm good. I got better things to do. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, honestly, you uploading is an interesting thing. It happens like once, like every time the stars align. It's like an eclipse. Yeah, exactly. It's a rare, it's a rare occurrence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get into the big origins discussion, just for everybody listening right now, who's on YouTube. On the live stream, please be sure to like the stream. Let's get this smash 100 right at the get go. We're already really close. And hopefully, by the end of this podcast, get to 300 likes. That would be the most liked podcast of all time. And I think this is the podcast to do it. Um, yeah, because we're good boys. Exactly right. Uh, now, I've got a list of questions about Assassin's Creed Origins. I want to ask you guys, I want to hear your thoughts because you guys know more about this game than I do. I mean, I know a bit, but you guys are the experts here. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first of all, George, I, I actually, can I say this, George? Yeah. You're, what? you're, what I, I want to, if people haven't fucking seen this video, I just want to, I know it was like weeks ago, but your video on like what you want from Origins, like that be put to the video, yep. is by far, hands down, the best video I've ever seen from any Assassin's Creed community member. That's hey. number one. That's, yeah, numero uno, number one. Oh, cheers. Uh, I worked so fucking hard on that video. Like, it was it was like almost 20 hours of editing. It was so fucking much. It was ridiculous. Uh, and I, I watched yeah. it and then retired from YouTube twice. Uh, after <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what happened there. Uh, but, okay. Now, Assassin's Creed Origins, You've most people know your, all of your general thoughts, but can we all agree i think that we're all pretty relatively at this point happy with what we've got is that true oh yeah well i'm quite pleased to be honest now yeah i think i want to break down the aspects of it and get your thoughts on it and maybe you can give some explanations to the people listening on it they've gone on a big direction change i think moving from an action adventure to more of an rpg style now ethan I want to know, is it a good direction they're going with it to go in that RPG direction and go with that different style altogether? Well, I mean, it does depend on execution, but what what I've seen so, and what we've all seen, it does look like it's taking that RPG route. It looks like it's taking a lot of things from games like Skyrim and The Witcher 
and it's applying them to Assassin's Creed in a way that will work. It's not just throwing them in, like, let's throw the map in and that, well, sorry, the compass in, and that'll be that. And they've put the compass in, and then they've done the things with it to make it, like, it looks like it's part of the Animus, and it's really quite cool. And then there's the um, quest system as well. That's quite interesting, I found. So, you know, you know how when you're in an open world that's an RPG, you've got, like, loads of quests. It, the world's meant to feel alive. In previous Assassin's Creed games, you'd have this really naff, just go up to someone, they'd say something like, my cows have been stolen, let's kill a Templar. Classic Assassin's Creed quests. <laughs> <laughs> now they've got this now they've got this like cutscene system and things, because we saw a cutscene in one of the demos and and it looked quite nice. Mm. Yeah. So I guess with that style, we we talked about this for the last couple of months. I know, you know, all of us have kind of addressed the fact that we'd like it to kind of look and take a Witcher style to it, Horizons or a Dawn style to it. It's definitely taken a few things from the Witcher, that much I can see. Absolutely, I think so the too. Inventory for one. But, similar. The, but I guess like George, do you think that it's done it right from what you're seeing? Have they done it the right way? Do you think it's as good as something like a Horizon Zero Dawn or a Witcher Three? I think it's. I think I've done it really well. Like taking things from games like Horizon Zero Dawn and The Witcher Three can only really be a good thing because those are two phenomenal games. So they've definitely looked at what those games have done well. They're super successful games, and they've been like, you know what, we're gonna make our games similar to that, and we want it to be great for the fans. So I think they've really done a good job there. It's good. I like the fact that they're really just. I think they know of all things that look whatever the franchise was in the past kind of fuck it we have no choice but to reinvent it fully like yeah. mm. I feel like they've listened like James I've talked about this already even though we've lost the episode James thanks for that um, the fact yeah. that they'll never I mean James what do I mean by this like you, you know the word maybe better than I do Jesus Christ okay um, <laughs> but in terms of it's not that this game will reinvent the franchise or rejuvenate the franchise is that if it's great it'll be its own thing like do you want to explain that uh i kind of i mean well i mean yeah well i mean when we talked about it we we, i just kind of said that i think the the way they've gone into the game is the nothing is sacred in terms of assassin's creed and they just want to make a good game that doesn't mean they're going to abandon everything like you've seen their review points there's the hidden blade you know there's these things that are in the game but Things like how they had the Paris stories in Unity, then they had to make London stories in Syndicate, that kind of thing. They're not going to make Egypt stories just because that's a thing that was in Assassin's Egypt Creed. Stories. <laughs> Imagine how shit that would be. <laughs> and then Egypt stories. Just like, and like uh, memory sequences. I think Ashraf said they're not having memory sequences in this game. It's just one linear like story from start to finish and you play through the thing. Like it's not, there's no like memory sequence one, this is memory sequence two and memory sequence three because that makes the world feel more alive and open because you can go to all these side activities and it's not like restricting you by sequences and stuff like that so you know they're really building this game very differently from assassin's creed and so i think it's yeah what we've crucified assassin's creed in the past right for doing things like reinventing too much yeah and then but while whilst they try to stay in the lane of assassin's creed do you Mm. almost think the fact that they've gone fully nothing is sacred at all is actually a better alternative because they're not because let's be real unity and syndicate made no sense that there were sequences to them 
Like, they just didn't need them. It made no real sense mm. to the story. It made no real sense to anything. And it was almost a shackle on the last several storylines because they have to kind of sequence them in episodes as storylines yeah. rather than a full a full narrative. So do you almost think that at this point, the fact that they're if they're going to do it, they have to go all the way with reinventing. And is this the first time they're doing it properly, in a sense? Yeah, I think that, like you said with the sequences, I think that they made sense very much in something like Assassin's Creed 1 for sure, because that game was really divided up into blocks, so it made sense. And they were called memory blocks in that game. And then in Assassin's Creed 2, you've got this huge period of Ezio's life. Like, it's years. So it makes sense to sequence them as these. this year is this sequence, this year is this sequence, and, like, all the sequences kind of link together. But when you've got something like Syndicate that's set over, like, a nine-month period or whatever the fuck it was, and you've got oh, nine today. sequences, so, like, it, like, each month is, like, a sequence... It's like, I don't know, I just feel like it did disconnect everything. I think it's I think in terms of reinventing, that's definitely a good thing. And I think if you're going to reinvent, do I think this is the right way to do it. I think the wrong way to do it is what they tried to do with Unity, where they said, okay, let's recreate Assassin's Creed like 2 or something, or Assassin's Creed 1. Let's just recreate the game that we know, rather than saying, okay, so we know what Assassin's Creed is, let's just make a new game, and this will be what Assassin's Creed can become, kind of thing. So I think it's definitely a good thing. Well, like you were saying, it, uh, with the sequences, the, how unnecessary they were. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had in Syndicate or Unity, well, we have to do sequences, therefore each sequence needs a target at the end. That actually mm-hmm. kind of has caused the narrative to be bad overall because it made sense with mm-hmm. a storyline like, let's say, Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed 2 because you're looking for people. Your goal is to go after a bunch of people because of your family and, you know, and that leads you to a greater storyline. Whereas in Unity, it's just kind of like you're after one guy, but you have to deal with every sequence of New Templar, and it just feels like you're going through the motions and every sequence doesn't matter. Like, are these Templars even important to me or the storyline? They're not. They never are, but the reality is these narratives have been shackled with sequences. It's such a simple thing, but, like, when you think about it now, and this is the first time I've thought about it like this, the fact they're not doing sequences could be one of the greatest things for their narrative. Mm. I have never thought about this. Ever. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But it makes some sense. Because it's a much better way like, of structuring the story. Yeah, because, I mean, it was so rigid before with do your, you know, preparations. I mean, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I think, is the biggest example of this, is that every ending to the sequence had an assassination, and prior to the assassination, you had all these build-up missions. But Syndicate, it didn't even know what it was doing. Most of the build-up missions to the assassination didn't even reflect or affect the assassination mission no. at the end you just do a bunch of shit and then jacob would go oh fuck shouldn't have done this then he'll just go kill the guy <laughs> it was really Syndicate really stupid yeah that's like um with maxwell roth you do you do all the missions with working with him yeah, yeah i don't know why and then you just him. kill him you're like oh well now he wants to kill children <laughs> i'm gonna kill him and he's gonna way. kiss me yeah oh, yeah no, it's the same with pearl as well it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Such a shit fucking way Syndicate is about as random as an episode of Family Guy. So, and but done terribly. Oh, I know what you Syndicate mean. Is... I know what you mean. Like the way yeah. the beginning of the episode has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's actually quite true. What? As Syndicate, what do you? What do you guys think? Because we're talking about like Jacob and Evie, uh, what do you guys think of? Um, ba- is it Bayek or Bayek? Because I heard I Ashraf called him Bayek. I think it's Bayek. Yeah, Bayek. Bayek. Um, so with Bayek, 
Um, there's been discussions of is he the next Connor, or maybe he's more like Altair, or is he a different like? In general, like, where are each of you kind of sitting on this? I, like, I'm not, I'm not really having an opinion on this yet, to be honest. I feel as though I, I'm very wary and very skeptical, and he, he could be terrible or he could be great. I'm not going to really have any judgment until I play it. But like, mm. where, from right now, what we know, what are you guys sitting on? Well, you see, with 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 Connor, when we saw the demos, he sort of he all. I think the only line I really remember him saying is something along the lines of that's not my problem i'm here for the templar whereas in the demos with bayek we're hearing him interact with people we see how he carries himself he seems more a little bit more social if not like completely he has that stoic personality there sure and obviously he's got some assassin skills even though he's not necessarily an assassin because he hasn't founded the order yet sort of thing blah 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 etc they're similar to a certain line but after that they're different Bayek is a very different personality, and I think he car- he sort of carries himself around the world in a more human way than Connor did. Mm. So I don't think I don't right. really think Bayek's going to be anything like Connor personality-wise, but I do see similarities in the story, I suppose, from what we know. The fact that Bayek wants to um, something to do with protecting his hometown or whatever, uh, his yeah. home basically. Connor basically did the same thing, except he had a couple extra chromosomes and he had no idea how to go about that. So <laughs> He did the same so, thing. He wanted to protect his hometown, but he did it for the whole game instead of progressing. Yeah, yeah I think it's... I think what's except, he didn't like... his te- except he didn't. He killed his best friend, his, his <laughs> village mates, and then, his, yeah. and then his village ended up getting <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, so. He got burnt twice. <laughs> oh, you know, God. The thing, the thing what... is, though, Bayek... Apparently, the story is going to revolve around Bayek having to adapt to the changing world. Not mm. too dissimilar to how Connor was supposed to adapt to the changing world in Assassin's Creed 3, but he didn't because he had a stick up his ass for the entire thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, there's there like similarities there. So, I know why people are saying, is Bayek like another Connor? Because they're noticing the similarities, but I don't think they're going to be the same character. So, it might be another shot at making it, you know, better. Yeah, Can I think I thought explain the same. to me the the Bayek is the Medici meme. I don't actually know where that came from. <laughs> do you want to, George? Do you want to explain? Because you made the meme. Okay, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Basically, our good old friend BPR over okay. on the BPR <laughs> channel, um, okay. he made a video talking about all of his. I think he was breaking down the trailer yeah, for Assassin's Creed Origins, you know. And um, it, it, there was a still shot of Bayek, and he went. Oh, that's it's, it's Bayek. I think. I think nah, he said, Bayek. How did he say his name? Bayek. Yeah, he said. He said. Oh, yeah. Hey, that, that's Bayek there. I think that's his name. And uh, he's the last Medici or something, meaning Medjai. <laughs> he said Medici though. Oh no! Oh no! It's awful. <laughs> so there you are. Lorenzo. Oh my the Medici. god! Then <laughs> I memed it and I put it on Twitter. A picture of Bayek <laughs> with Lorenzo de Medici's face. Uh, and... Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! It's just the best. It's just god the best. Him. And he'll he'll get a review god. copy. God yeah. damn! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! God damn it! The memes. Oh, that makes me so depressed. Why <laughs> can't you? Just, why can't you just like one time like think before you speak? Don't you? like when I make a video and, I, and as I'm talking and I th- have a moment where I'm like, shit, I actually don't know what that is. I'll stop and figure it out and then go back to recording. Yeah, I don't obviously. Just keep, I'm just gonna stand yeah, by. Yeah. That's what it is, right? 
I mean, Mike the last Medici. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. if it comes to pronouncing something and failing, I'll go back. I'll I'll figure it out and then I'll say it. Like I won't just go the last Medici. That's great, isn't it? All right, okay, that'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, you know, you, you you may as well. What's that? What's that setting on Sony Vegas where you can sort of edit the audio to make the the, the pitch and everything go up and down really really rapidly? Oh, the vibrato. vibrato. You may you yeah. may as well record your videos with that if you're just going to record it all <laughs> one sitting. Uh, make them funnier. <laughs> a lot of the time um, when recording these videos about ancient Egypt and stuff, a lot of the words I don't know how to pronounce sometimes. So I, I find myself googling how to pronounce them which is uh, oh, yeah. it's quite... I've, I've been there that reminds yeah. me that reminds me george how did you pronounce um uh <laughs> the the creative director name because his name oh, was it's oh wait no, no the creative oh, yeah, director because okay. his, his name is like jean guz guzdon or something like that <laughs> you, what do you yeah, say jean guzdon is the is the the lead art designer i think or something I'm like, oh, no, no, good origins uh, i called it gene gene goodson <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, and something else that I did as well, um, uh, the Ptolemaic era, which is where Assassin's Creed Origins is set uh, in ancient Egypt, I pronounced it Ptolematic <laughs> as well. So I've had my fair share of slip-offs oh, yeah. too, I mean, so I don't need to get that one either, to be honest. But because you don't have a speech impediment, it doesn't sound as bad when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a joke, I'm just saying, it's, uh, it's just accurate. He it's also, just accurate. believe me. Another thing that made me laugh in the video where he broke down the trailer was, it comes up with a picture of someone, one of the, like, people that would, you know, um, rap, uh, like, the people and, like, mummify them or whatever. Uh, and they'd wear like oh, yeah. the Anubis oh. heads and it was just part of what they did and BPR sees it and he goes now I think this is the main antagonist guys he looks very <laughs> suspicious and I'm like Jesus guys <laughs> what is this what are you doing he's just a random guy embalming somebody what do you mean this is just he's normal he's not doing anything wrong <laughs> this is not it's the antagonist leave him alone <laughs> you know let's be thankful that BPR makes YouTube content and is not a police officer <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going up to a child on a tricycle and, and, and booking him for selling drugs? I can. You go oh, right up to him and be like, it's not allowed to sell drugs here, you <laughs> drug dealer scum. Come to police station with me. I'm going to arrest you. You're under arrest. Sorry, I had to stop. He, he speaks like a text-to-speech program. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft speak only a BPR edition. Jesus Christ. Thing, I love it. <laughs> oh, this just descended to chaos. I love it so much. You know, it'd be funny, though. You know, it'd be really funny. If what? we play Assassin's Creed Origins, get about halfway through, and the main antagonist reveals themselves for all to see, and he's wearing an Anubis helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, he was right. <laughs> no, that kid on the tricycle is a drug dealer after all. Well done, Billy. Oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> I need to take a breath after that. Okay, what was what's the next topic? Yeah, what were we talking about? What was going on there? I forgot. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can. Just, just shit. Just double check. And I, I thought my mic fucked up for a sec. Oh, okay. Had a moment. Okay. Just had a moment. Don't worry, guys. Um. All right. So next, I was th I wanted to talk about with you know going on from Bayek and the narrative. Um, what do we think? Obviously, the name's Origins. Mm -hmm. um, what, where do we think this is going to lead us to in terms of Bayek's story and, you know, through the narrative and could it and will it 
or should it lead to multiple games with him as a protagonist? Well, he's already in his 30s. That much we is, know. Is that true? Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When we play as Bayek, he's already 30-something. Yep. So Depends how long this game goes for then. Uh, I don't think it's going to go very far outside of 49 BC. There's already a hoodie just... that says 51 BC on it, so we already know that's at least, what is that, two years? Three years? Two years. 51, 51 BC is two years yeah, before yeah, so 49 it must, BC. So, it's, so we know it starts before 49 BC, so... Okay. I suppose it's like how they advertised Assassin's Creed 2. So the main part, the, the the bit that they want to advertise is 49 BC, but it starts before. With Assassin's Creed 2, they always advertised Venice as the place to go. You don't play that until about yeah. half the game sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah that's true. Yeah. So this game, I'm sure, is a... I'm, I feel like it's got to be a bit, It's got to have a hopefully. little bit of time to it, yeah. I mean, yeah, we know it's at least two years, but surely do some more, you know. Maybe <laughs> a bit more. I don't even care if this character shit. Just give him more games. Just do multiple games with him at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can make any character good by giving him character progression or... through multiple games. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I think the bike. I think the bike we get in Origins is a good starting point for a character because he's he's ignorant yet he's also experienced because he's in his thirties. Because obviously he doesn't know about the first Civ or the Assassins, and there's a lot of room for development. Whereas he's also an experienced guy, like he's a med giant, he's in his thirties and stuff. So I think it's he's quite a what? A good you mean he's point. you mean he's a Medici? He's a Medici guy. He's a Medici. That's amazing. So with his um, scar on his mouth, are we all in agreement that there's some some relation to Desmond's son? Oh, I don't I mean, think I don't be... think we are. Yeah. I don't think George is in agreement. Oh no, yeah, see. See, I didn't before, whereas now I've kind of oh, warmed you've been swayed to it. I made, to it. On second I made a video I on it, um, kind of talking. Yeah, on a second viewing. For really <laughs> <like laughs> a second viewing, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. So what was your knee-jerk reaction then, George? You didn't think it was. I just did I was like, nah, nah, he's just got a scar on his lip. Fuck off. I thought it was stupid, but... But it's Desmond's exactly son... the same. It's exactly yeah. the same. Like, why? Whereas then I was thinking, like, it accident. could be explained off. It, it, it's, 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 yeah. Huh. They, they've done it before. They've linked it with scars. It does make sense. Yeah, you plus know? they've done it recently. That's the thing that, that kind of sold it for me, is they've done it with Desmond's son. When they released, when they revealed That's him in the comic, true. he's got the scar. So it's still in their mind that Desmond descendants and Desmond ancestors have a scar. So... Is it just a hint, like a narrative hint? That one I think that's what it is. is. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think because like, I think like if they were to actually exist, they wouldn't have the scar. But like they have the scar there, so you can see that it's there. It's like, look, this is a Desmond relation kind of thing, I guess. So, so yeah, it's, it's more for the viewer. Silly yeah. thing to use to prove relation, but it works. It's it's that moment where like, hey guys, real quick, it's a video game. Relax, not everything has to make human sense. Yeah, everyone got really mad at my video. They were like, they were like, but scars aren't hereditary. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, no, I know that. Watch the video. I explained how it doesn't actually <laughs> yeah. make sense, but it's still a thing. Like, yeah, I get some. Oh dumb god, comments talking about people getting, talking about people getting annoyed at theories and stuff. Um, I made a video on my modern day theories talking about sages and Des and how Desmond's son's a sage. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, Desmond's son's not a sage because that would mean that because Desmond's not a sage and neither oh. is Ezio or Altair." And I was like, oh, "That's not how sages fucking work." How many, oh. you know, oh. how many anybody people else are fans of the series that don't understand it at all? 
<clears throat> Does anybody get comments from people who don't understand ancestry in any way whatsoever? Oh, they, they think it's oh, like right. one straight line that just goes back. Oh my god, this like, one's related to oh. Ezio and Altair, so they must be related as well. Oh my god, maybe Altair is Ezio's great 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 grandfather. That's not, but and I said that's, that's not, not the case works. unless you're from Leeds. So. <laughs> Oh. That's 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 funny. That's funny, especially because oh. like I'm not even a fan of the franchise, and I know this stuff. It's funny, hilarious, classic. Oh, it's so um, annoying. The ancestry thing annoys me the most. People don't get oh, it. Oh yeah, it's so. I think annoying. what annoys me the most is when people misspell rogue. But okay, <laughs> that's Rouge. Rouge. Assassin's Creed Red. Um, <laughs> so with I was thinking with the modern day and with the sages and stuff. Um, and obviously we know that from the comic books, for me, still pisses me off, that um, Desmond's son is a real thing, and uh, he's in in the instruments of the first will, you know, uh, Juno's yep. order, uh, which we all know what that is now, because I didn't before. Um, <laughs> so no idea. My, my thing is, it even makes story sense that it's Desmond's son, you know, going back into Bayek, because... I think we've looked because what what were you saying, James? I think it was on Clubhouse. I think it was the one we actually used. Okay. What's the Egyptian artifact that cre- the gets ankh. consciousness? The ankh. The ankh. Yeah. Yes. So the with so with that, it makes even more sense to go back to Egypt to look for that artifact because it's useful to Juno. While Desmond's son is an instrument of the first will would be trying to help Juno to go back that far to do that. Like, it just makes story sense, especially because he's a mm. sage and, you know, it just makes a whole lot of sense. Has anyone looked into um, Bayek's eyes and to check if he's a sage or anything? Uh, no, yeah, I, I think, think he just he... has brown eyes, doesn't he? Okay. Like most I mean, have brown or blue eyes. eyes. That's really weird. Shit, I don't remember. Yeah. In all fairness, though, um, you don't have to have heterochromia to be a sage, do you? Cause, oh, that's yeah, true. you don't. That's, that is true. Yeah. That's true. It's, it is a, there's, only, there's only one. Jacques de Malay didn't. But, yeah, um, yeah. But that's not like one. That's like one guy. And that's because he was a real historical figure and they knew his yeah, eye color. Exactly. That's they true. Couldn't, like, so, they, so they changed the law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is, though, they could have easily manipulated the eye color of a historical figure from some 700 years ago, 800 years ago, and nobody would have noticed. So, yeah. True, but I they suppose do. they were like, we need yeah. to keep it, yeah. I don't I don't think um, Bartholomew Roberts had multicolored eyes, did he? Oh, that's um, true. Maybe... Yeah, I suppose that's, that's kind of different. Black, black. I mean, yeah, Sages... Jack de Malay was a Grand Master of the Templar Order in real life. Like, he's a lot more important and known figure than, you know, Roberts. Black Bart, that's yeah. a pirate. Yeah, yeah they... Dickhead. They also, uh, sages but, have... Well, I mean, I mean, Bartholomew Roberts was one of the most famous pirates in the Golden Age of Piracy. Yeah, but it's still yeah, different. It was, it's still a really, different really... character, isn't it? Like, it's a different... You know what I mean? He's not character. in the limelight. He's a person that was, you know, famous for being, you know, a criminal. Like, he's not like he was seen... <laughs> yeah. he's, fa- he's famous for the stories about him. He's not famous for doing things, you know what I mean? Well, more yeah, people will get things. offended if you change his eye colour, you know, whereas with Jack DeMarle, they might get a bit offended over it because uh, it's not accurate to... How it is in real life. Mm. Well, that's what what well, white privilege for you. You can't change his eye color. <laughs> yep. Jack de Malay's eye color is sacred, guys. You've heard it here first. Yeah, but I'm looking Good. now. Bayek's eye color is is just got two brown eyes. Most every assassin has brown eyes. That's quite interesting. Do they? Or am it's I missing? Blue eyes. No, they're brown as well, aren't they? In oh, the I think, they, I think they changed yeah. his they eye changed color. It, yeah. 
they and change, do they change the it? Canon eye color. Do they change? Yeah, it's Revelations. They change it. Why do like, they change the color Revelations? Because they gave him like yellow eagle eyes in Revelations. Did they? I thought his eyes were like. Oh, Ezio's eyes in AC2 are brown. Yeah, and in I'm looking at it brown. now. And then yeah. in Revelations, they're like yellow, like an eagle. So, so basically, they've gone from brown to like a to a hazel sort of thing. What's going on? They look kind of just like black in Revelations. What the fuck? <laughs> they're different in every fucking shot. The thing is, Stop though, I was playing the Ezio eyes. collection the other day. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, they're like a blue. What really? What, oh what, no, what? they're not. Uh, they're not. They're, blue. Not blue. Uh, they're just no. really light. They're just really light hazel, actually. I think. Oh, so yeah, there must be like a hazel point disproven. Moving Welcome on. back Why to the Kill Comic Club podcast, where we're talking about Ezio Torre's eye color. That's um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Top five favorite eye colors of Ezio Torre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like at this point like... I should just make a channel that's just bullshit. Like those would be the actual videos I make, and I act like that's a really important video, and I talk like really professional and I write a script for them, and like, but it's just bullshit content. Like top five Ezio eyes colors. That'd be great. Just a troll. Non-playable assassins. <laughs> to be honest, That's... it was. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good video, my G. <laughs> no, no, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a meme. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good meme. I like the meme. Please uh, continue this meme. Top five non-playable assassins. Top five Nothing trees. Fun. I'm gonna do a video on sand top... next week, so that's gonna be fun. Oh, okay, I'm doing a video on rocks and, top... and then hippos. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> Sand. I'm just gonna call it that. Let's, I can do that. I bet that'll get a good ten thousand views. Five ripples you know, actually, in the I actually should, should do it. Anakin. See how many people just go, ah, oh, funny joke, and how many people get really mad. Like a couple of you no, wasted my really time. Like, and me will get mad. He'll be like, mm, see how many no people make a funny no Unity kingdom. joke in the comment section. Unity was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unity was bad. Let's still laugh at it in 2017. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Oh god, no. Jesus. Uh, so what it still hurts about? my feelings. We're talking about sages. You said uh, yep. about and the modern day and Desmond Sun. All right, let's talk about because I have a video coming out about sages. I don't re like. I kind of gloss over the topic because I couldn't really think of anything. But um, sages in Origins. What are we thinking? Are we thinking we're gonna get set prominent sages? Do you think they'll maybe take a back seat, or do you think we'll get no sages at all other than Desmond Sun? That's That's a they've, est they've established the sages. <clears throat> yeah. I think now we we get to play as a sage. Mm -hmm. I think in the modern day it's important. But now we're just using the sage tools to go back. I don't... I'm sure they will find... like Just because it's fucking classic Assassin's Creed, they'll try to find a way to put sages in the story. But I don't think personally it's necessary at all. And mm -hmm. I hope they don't involve sages in anything except it being Desmond's son as a sage. And they use him... You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 More or less. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, I, I see, I said this. I thought that maybe they'll um, include sages as background characters. You know the way in Assassin's Creed Syndicate there were no sages other than in that World War One rift where there was just a random Templar agent and he was a sage? And it was just yep. like, it just showed that Juno was trying to sequence Aita's memories by collecting sage data and stuff. Um I'm okay with that, just because it shows Juno still actively doing her plan, because, like, it's so fucking stupid if all of a sudden she's just like, ah, I give up on this, I don't really care anymore. Because I feel yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like there's no way, surely, I mean, well, I mean, it has been a while, 
But her plans kind of changed over time. I feel like she has no idea what she's doing. Um, but I mean, at this point, I think she's established. She's trying to sequence Aita's memories so that she can bring Aita back and herself back, grow some bodies, hop into those bodies. And then um, I'm not really sure what happens next, but... Uh, what's the point of the gray and stuff? Yeah. I don't know, honestly. I feel like the, the, the plot's changed. It's contradicting Ubisoft Maybe. I feel like possibly she wants to split herself. So, like, she has a body, but she's also in the grey as well. So she can control people from this network, but also yeah. so she, she can't die. has a body as well. Yeah, so she if she dies, she can just put herself back in another body. And she can just keep doing yeah. that with, like, copies of herself. I feel like that could be the plan. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just not sure how she'd copy herself. You know, because she's one consciousness. Animus trickery. Um, it's animus magic. It's animus, it's animus it's, magic it's like, in the real world. It's just thinking about Consus, because Consus died when, when his shroud was destroyed. True, but they didn't, they, didn't have, they didn't have, like, the internet. Or, like, a cloud server. Where she could, so. just, she could just copy herself. Just be like, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, in the Helix or some shit, isn't she? Like, what the fuck's she doing? Uh, is she in the Helix? I no, I don't think she's in the well, Helix. She was in... The... I think she's the, in Syndicate, though. I think the grey is separate to the Helix. I think she can access the Helix, but I don't think she's in it. Because they said... She that they confirmed that Desmond is not in the Animus. But he's in the grey. So it's a different thing. Didn't Amos Desmond... say that he's not in the grey? Well, yeah, but no, he said he's not. he said he, he said he's not in the Animus. But he is in I the grey. Like it's confirmed AMA, it's like... he's in the grey. It was in Unity. Yeah, 100%. it's confirmed that Desmond and Clay are in the grey with Juno. <laughs> so just, what are they doing? They're knocking about in the grey. a beer. I don't know. They're probably taking a piss out of Assassin's Creed as a whole. That's there. They're breaking the fourth wall. Well. <laughs> That's true. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed exists. Desmond's exists become Deadpool. Ubiverse, isn't it? It and does, the, yeah. The... Well, there is no Ubiverse, though. They broke that, that, that whole theory with Watch Dogs 2. By oh, saying yeah. Ubisoft yeah, exists in the Watch Dogs world, so Watch Dogs can't be in the Assassin's Creed universe. Well, Ubisoft love their fourth wall breaks. Have you seen the Black Flag modern day? What's the Black yeah. Flag? What do they do in that? They, they just put like... loads of Assassin's Creed artwork with the oh, title and everything yeah. in there. And they put Assassin's yeah. Creed games as well. But didn't they? But isn't doesn't Abstergo make Assassin's Creed games? Isn't like they make like Liberation? Liberation, mm. fucking it's shit game. That oh, I don't know. It's weird and confusing. It doesn't really matter. All that no, we know doesn't. is that Ubisoft love fourth wall breaks. Mm. Well, I mean, Ubisoft suck dick, so you know okay. what can you do? That got really aggressive really quick. Yeah, well, you know they deserve it. Yeah, they may as well <laughs> just have a character turn, face the camera, and put his thumb up and just be like, "Good." <laughs> What do we think? So we've seen map size now for Origins. Mm -hmm. Is it too big? Like, there is a point where things could be too big. Is there enough? Because I worry there's not enough real... Just knowing what Assassin's Creed games are like. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, never been anything wrong with having cities because even though you've got these missions in there and stuff, there's there's never been that much depth to it in yeah. terms of the missions and all the side activities you can do. Sure, they're there and they're fun to do, but... Would they just be expanding a world, expanding a map, creating a bigger space to do the same sort of repetitive tasks in? Sure, they'd be fun um, in a completionist standpoint, but will there be enough real depth and layers there to make the size of the world have meaning? Okay, I have I mean, a I have a thing to say here. Uh, I think that 
I think based upon what we know from the past, I think it's worrying when there's a bigger world because uh, from the way Ubisoft make all their games, you see them as, you know, they make these huge worlds with nothing in them to do. And so that is concerning when you see that with Origins. But then again, I mean, we have to take what they say. Otherwise, you know, what are we basing our opinion on? Not really anything. So I guess we kind of have to look at what the developers have been saying. Look at what we can see on or screen and be like, well, I mean, yeah, we can past, take. I guess. We can, we can, yeah, we can take what they've done before. But also, I think with this new game, with the way, I mean, everything's different with this new game. So I think maybe the way, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is in that small area that we saw in the demo, there were uh, probably half the side quests on the map that were in the the whole of Horizon Zero Dawn, because there were only 21 side quests in the whole of Horizon Zero Dawn. There were great side quests. Don't get me wrong, there were great side quests. And we don't... Yeah, of course. And we don't know what the side quests entail in Origins, but based upon what they're saying, I mean, they're saying, you know, these are all these individual stories that are interesting, show you about the world and things like that. And I mean, even the Paris stories did that. I think the Paris stories were done really well. I think there was a there was a bit more way they could have gone with it, but I think the Paris stories were really, really done well. So, I, agree. I mean... I agree. Even if they take that and just, you know, up a little bit, you know, that kind of thing, then there's all of those side quests and side stories you can get in the game. Plus, you've got, you know, tombs to explore. You've got, you know, underwater ruins of, you know, like ships and temples and things like that. And, you know, you've got the camps and stuff like that. And who knows what other side quests there'll be in the world, plus the main quest. And, you know, I mean, we don't know everything that's going to be on the map. Of course, you've got, like, the Juno events that we've seen and the little uh, the thing that came out of the demo and stuff like that. So, I mean... We don't even know the extent of what side activities are even in the game at this point, so we're just kind of... Do the, Juno, away, do, do the Juno events just reiterate the fact that we're playing as Desmond's son who's allied with Juno? She's someone that's going to be constantly there guiding you through this? I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? But I'm not sure, because it could be anyone. Because, like... Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. George, you were the sceptical one at first. Do you think it just makes more sense the more you think about it? What about... What about it being, Des- it, being, it being Desmond's son? Oh yeah, it makes sense. But she couldn't it be also her contacting Bayek because she needs Bayek in some way. She needs to be able to. Come I just don't see him. how she can contact Bayek through. Um, how, but she can't just contact Bayek through the yeah, animus. Yeah, because because I think yeah, well I, mean, I think the point no. is it's this it could be it could be the same way that Minerva contacted Ezio because that was from before the both. catastrophe. They left messages and, in secret yeah, places. Yeah, 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 exactly, and that's what I'm saying is that it could be like that, but I don't I don't think it is because as well it wouldn't be on the map saying Juno event like as yeah, if Juno left random messages all over Egypt for Bayek to find like for no reason. But I but I but I do think that Bayek will be contacted by First Civ. I think it'll be relatively early on in the game. I personally I think the storyline and the way I've thought about it since the game was kind of announced what he's doing, the way Ashraf talks about it, the way that there's this organization like these, there's these people and Bayek's, you know, meets, you know, whatever. He's trying to be very, like, you know, cryptic with it. Um, and I think what's going to happen is Bayek's going to, he's going to stumble across a temple. He's going to find a piece of Eden. I think that's where the snake Fair scene enough. comes from. I think that's uh, like the beginning of the game very early on. It's obviously is, a hallucination. Yeah, yeah. He, he fights the snake. He realizes it's a hallucination. He finds a piece of Eden. And then when he finds that or touches it, that's when, you know, a first sieve will appear and there'll be a message and he'll find out something like, you know, there's pieces of Eden throughout Egypt that these corrupt rulers are using to control the people and he's going to have to kill all these people and through that he's going to end up forming the Brotherhood. And then he's as he's doing that, he's going to learn more about these pieces of Eden, more about the first civilization. He's going to become, you know, more wise. He's going to develop as a character and 
Do you think he'll fight against the first... I think the first civil will try to manipulate him and he'll be one of the people that actually is like, oh, no, he realizes they're bad. You know what I mean? Because mm. the first civilization through time, because this happened obviously before Ezio and Altair and everybody, the first civilization through time, it was like the first time they were really successfully doing something. You know what I mean? Like when they're getting to Ezio and getting to Desmond, they're like, okay, now it's working. Okay, now this is the plan coming together. Whereas if you go back in time, I feel like the best story route to go by is they can't use him in the past when we know in the future of time mm. is when they successfully go through with the plan. At least Juno does and whenever tries to. I feel like they're going to try to talk to him and contact him for whatever reason, and he's actually going to see through them. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make I, sense because of his character as well. I actually think to... that's why he forms the Brotherhood. You know what I mean? Mm. It's based oh, yeah, on a fight against them and against the injustices and the control that these someone like Juno wants. You know what I mean? Then, the yeah. brother formed in in opposition to Juno, not just the Templars. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I mean, think like he's gonna. Be, I think as he finds pieces of Eden, as he finds temples and learns more about the first Civ, I think he's gonna more realize that Juno or whoever the first. I, I'd assume it's Juno because she's the evil one, is trying to manipulate yeah. him to do what she wants for something that could destroy the world or like you know, conquer the world or whatever. Or, I mean, I don't know if Bayek even understands the world at this point. Egypt, I guess, he thinks is <laughs> the whole planet. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it makes sense that he'd be fighting against Juno or against the First Seven through creating his brotherhood. The Templars would also be created as, you know, an opposing would faction. That would that also in turn make sense of why maybe Desmond's son leaves the instruments of the First Will? Because you'd have to think he's not actually going to help her the whole time mm. through his storyline in the modern day. He actually sees what's wrong with her through this journey. That's true. I mean, it could, but then Juno would surely remember leaving these messages for Bike and go, you know what, I don't want my main guy, you know, to... Maybe she thought, but maybe in some sense she thought she has her brainwashed enough that it won't affect him. Maybe. I mean, yeah, no, maybe I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, like... that's true, because um, I was reading up on the wiki, um, it was... Who's like, who's, like, the main... Templar person that's kind of involved with Juno. Is it Violet? It's not Violet Costa, is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Violet Costa is the one yeah, okay. that brought them that brought the show. Uh, and she was talking to Juno about it, and Juno says, she, she, Violet's like, he's his father's son, he's going to betray us at some point. And Juno says, no, he won't. He's he's our eater. You know, he's not going to betray us at any point. He's already in so deep with us that, he, that there's no there's no mm. coming back. So Juno is quite arrogant at this point, quite sure that he's not going to go against them, whereas others are wary of him because obviously he's Desmond's son. And um, I this is what this a, battle a is, right? This is what this in in a battle I think is because the fact that it's Desmond's son and it's Aida, there's gonna be this in a battle. I think it's actually so interesting to actually play as a sage rather mm. than just see sages. It doesn't mean as much. I'm like, cool, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But when it's like, oh no, it's Desmond's son. It's this good guy, but also Aida, this guy that's for Juno. It's kind of like, mm. you know, you see the arrogance of Juno, and it makes sense that Juno would feel that way. But then there's this, you know, it's all, because we. We know it's almost like two people in the body. It's not just Aida. And I think yeah. to see, um, you know, Bayek and all these other things, and it just adds to that and the intrigue of what this character could be and the types of, you know, personal growth he could go on himself. And do you think, though, the fact that these Juno events are going on, like, it just makes more sense, obviously, that it's... Um, I pretty much exactly the same as the way you see it in Syndicate, where Juno's access to the Animus, she's talking to the person in the Animus, not talking to Jacob or Evie. That's why I just think these Juno events will be like that. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Something. They'll just be riffs and things she 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 creates and or things like that. But what would they be? What kind of things would they be? I don't know. But I'm part, when I first saw it, part of me thought it'll be like uh, the World War One rift when Juno just speaks to you and her head's really big uh, in the sky. Right. Like the truth, a different a different form of like the glyphs, the sixteen glyphs. I mean, I definitely like that. I I mean, see, when I thought of it, I was like, yeah, this would be like the World War One. She's like, like teaching boring, him. She's but... like teaching him the truth. The same yeah. way she did to sixteen. Maybe, yeah, maybe because remember, be like... 16, 16's an instrument of the first will. Sixteen? Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? That's true. Classic yeah. sixteen. He was manipulated, but I mean, I mean, in a way, Desmond kind of was as well. It wasn't until the very end that he was like, "Ah, oh, shit, fuck." So, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think that Desmond's son, as he's going through it, she's going to guide him? And these could be just like glyph-like things. They're not going to be the exact same as like the sixteen glyphs, but these events will be mission structures. To the reason they're there is to like. Because they can't be major story elements, because they, they, that would have to be in the actual main story. Mm-hmm. The, these side activities will be things like she's teaching him about the world mm. and history and his role in it. And so that's what she's doing there within the game. And then you've got the main narrative, at least in terms of Desmond's son, is he's going to be there to help Juno out and actually help her escape and do what she wants. But in that journey, he will discover the real shit that is Juno and her plans. Yeah, because I always thought it'd be interesting to have, you know, discover a, a, a the points in the game. Have Juno tr- trying to talk to Desmond's son, but also have Desmond coming through in the grey trying to talk to his son. And then there's kind of like this power struggle for, you know, which one is going to be able to break through to Desmond or Aita to be able to, you know, swap what's going on. Because I think, I think that Desmond's son is the furthest to Aita that a sage has ever been at this point. Because I think most yeah. sages are kind of very torn. It's not until they die that they realize who they are. Like, when you see Roberts die, he, like, kind of says all this stuff to, like, you know, Juno, my beloved, or whatever. Uh, and then you've got uh, Germain, who didn't even know, really know anything until the very end when he died and he was talking to Arno in whatever the fuck was yeah. going on there. And he kind of talked about it, yeah. talked about the symbols and everything. Um, and there was that. So, I mean, John from IT, yeah, sure, I guess, kind of. But, like, Desmond's son, the way, like, it's going. But at that point, Juno has enough information that she's actually being able to contact them directly, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas Juno wasn't able to contact the others, whereas she was able to contact John. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Desmond's son has, like, such a high concentration of first-sieve DNA DNA as well, being Desmond's son. And he's also a... Sage, so he has, so. yeah, he has incredibly high first of DNA then. He's because like the closest yeah. to Aita that we've ever seen, really. Yeah, the closest to the first Civ he's got. Yeah, I mean, imagine, yeah, I suppose him controlling pieces of Eden would be pretty powerful, because yeah. Desmond did a good job with it, and he had what was it like point, what was it point six percent first of DNA, which is oh, high so for a human. Uh, and I think sages have uh, six to eight percent first of DNA. So yeah. there's that. Um, just a little point. Well, it's, of fact, why, it's like we've talked. It's like we've talked about. That's why we can go back um, even further to somewhere like Egypt with yes, um, greater, with greater clarity. You know the way you can explain it with Assassin's Creed One. It's only like eleven hundred, not eleven ninety one, but they have to skip things. You know what I mean? It's like fast forwarding to a more recent memory. Whereas like you'd have Plus clarity Desmond that had, had a years ago. had a high sieve DNA as well. So. As, it's yeah, easier as well with Desmond to go further back, yeah. but and yeah, so, back to someone like ancient so Egypt. Yeah. Desmond's son. Mm. Yeah, it just makes a lot more sense. So, 
yeah, yeah. that's really interesting though um that's intriguing to me is that sort of stuff if that's the route they're going with the modern day which it, it looks like it is it just makes sense right it's is it how i think it's amazing to finally be at a point where we're talking about the modern day where it's you know, there's real, really something there. Yeah, there's. I a, mean, what yeah, yeah. That shit were we talking about with Black Flag and Unity and Syndicate? We was like, we were just like, well, what will they do? Hopefully, something good. That's like, the yeah, best yeah, we can do. that was it. Just, yeah, oh, hope, hope they do something good. Because I remember like where, well, where this <laughs> podcast came really from. Really good modern day. Coming yeah. Soon. Oh god, coming more information coming in the summer. It's gonna be really good. Yeah, sure is. With Syndicate, uh, it wasn't even. I hope it's something good. It's just. I hope it fucks yeah, off. Like, <laughs> I hope it's not yeah, there. Like, yeah, um, it was just right. Okay, this is too late in development. Let's throw it out and then revise it for the next time. That was literally what it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that um, I, I remember where this podcast came from when we did the first Kill Connor Club, Kill Connor Club Zero. That wasn't even the Kill Connor Club. We talked about Unity there a lot because obviously it was when it was coming out. We we're all super excited. And I remember we talked about the modern day a little bit, and people were like, "Oh, what do you think we can get from the modern day?" And it was like, we, we, I think we all said, I think this is you know going back to what we wanted. That that was our thing. We were like, well, you know, judging from everything, I think this is going back to, you know, the the Desmond saga kind of style, and we, you know, we all thought that was going to be fantastic, and it was just not. <laughs> uh, but people, people keep people. But the thing is with Unity, people always say to me, they're like, oh, you think Origins was good? You also thought Unity looked good. And my argument is that we never saw Unity demoed live ever. It was no. always yeah, pre-recorded, enough. scripted stuff. Whereas they did, they did a half an hour live demo, and they've got YouTubers to play and capture their own gameplay to put on YouTube. And I think that's the first time they've done that it's with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, at E3 yeah, especially. Yeah. Like they've obviously got YouTubers to capture gameplay, but this it's is huge. That's you huge. Know, anyone can just come in and do it. So you know, they've, they're letting people play it this early on, and they're demoing it live. And I mean, when Ashraf talks about the game, he's he seems so confident in it, which makes me feel so confident as well because he's just talking about it like you know he's worked on this for such a long time and i think he knows that he's doing the right stuff and i mean when he like i always i brought this up too when he talks about the modern day is he doesn't just like glaze over the modern day and say we can't talk about it and they move on he even like when it with in luma's interview he tries to talk about the modern day as much as he possibly can he's, he said but he's we like list, we're listening yeah he's like we're said. listening he's you like, know we read, the, read the forums we, we we understand the criticisms you know he's like we can't say anything but you know we're listening we want the fans to enjoy the experience etc you know so, so it's given me like, you know, good it's, it's given yeah. me some some positivity i think with the way ashraf's talking about everything i mean it's, it's just i think Obviously, there's the skeptic in me that's like, I, I have to see it to believe it, and that's true. Yeah, of course. I have to play it to believe it, I should say. Um, and that's my, yeah. and, I, and I'm going to stick with that for the next six months or however, four months until the game's released um, with the storyline and the character gameplay we just see a lot of. So that I'm, I'm more comfortable with being excited about. It looks like a fun RPG game. It looks like a fun open world game. Yeah, for sure. Will there be a real like depth to it? Is it you won't know until you play? Will the character and the storyline be good? We won't know until we play. Now... I really appreciate though someone like Ashraf being around for marketing wise and just being someone to explain it because when he hasn't been around the demos just haven't flowed quite as well they haven't made as much sense but when he's there explaining and talking through the demos it's just the best way to go about it and it makes everything make a lot more sense and, and real purpose to everything that's going on because there's definitely things in Origins that gave me a bit of the eye you know roll my eyes obviously the control of the eagle is there and the controlling the arrows it's just a bit of an eye roll sort of thing mm. um but you need, but Ashraf being there has really made me appreciate some of the things that I was watching. You know, that second demo, that first demo they showed at E3, I thought was terrible. Oh, you know, I was like, eh, 
That was horrendous. Yeah, but but then they did that half an hour one, and he's literally sitting there talking through everything. I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what you needed. Yeah, 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 definitely. It was awful. Well, I mean, Microsoft, everything was awful. Because, like, when I saw um, Shadow of War demoed at Microsoft, I was like, wow, this game looks shit. And I'm like, I know it's not because I've seen it before and it looks great, but this demo looks really, really shit. And that was the same from everything at Microsoft's press conference. The whole thing was just absolutely terrible. So, you know, everything yeah, that suffered original that. Assassin's Creed Origins uh, gameplay demo, the five-minute one, it didn't reflect anything that the game is at all. Like, it showed the combat. The combat looked shit and clunky. The stealth system, there wasn't really an awful lot of stealth shows. It was such a it weird just... rush demo where they tried to shove everything in. Shit. Like, it was, it was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was... Bad. It was just a Microsoft quick demo to show the game. That's what happens when you announce the game in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and I think that I think that what did did uh, Microsoft pressure Ubisoft into revealing it at their press conference or something, or like that they, they paid them money, a lot or something. Yeah, because I think uh, <laughs> they wanted they wanted to reveal it at their own press conference, but Microsoft were like, no, 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 here's a lot of money. And they're like, oh, fuck, okay, fine. <laughs> All right, shit, we can make a better game with this. Because, like, like, it's more worth oh, it no. to get the money because, you know, it makes they more sense. But they, they did really want to reveal it at their conference, I think. I can't remember who said that, but I think someone told me, someone that knows people at Ubisoft or whatever. I forget, but yeah. uh, there's that, so. Yeah, yeah something like that. Would have made sense. But I wasn't really annoyed at the Microsoft reveal, to be honest. Because I knew that after that, that wasn't it for E3. Yeah, true. That yeah, got, that was there was plenty more to get. But I was, it was very disappointing at first when I when I watched it. I'm like, wow, this has underwhelmed me so much. Like this. I mean, is the just trailer like... wasn't underwhelming, but the game. The trailer was, was cool. Yeah, I love the trailer, but the gameplay was really not very nice. It was very, very not good. Uh, but it was very quick. It was very brief. It went yeah, quite yeah. a lot. And, I. You know... I have a question about the thing. Cause you know, whenever there's another assassin, any other Assassin's Creed game, the guy that's talking about it is always the creative director. Why is it the game director that's doing all the talking with Origins? And it was the same with Black Flag. I don't Flag. think the creative director is very good at speaking English. Is that why? Is that? Do you think that's yeah, the only exactly. reason? Who's, yeah. 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 That's okay. Really. That makes sense. Because Ubisoft is a French company. They've got a lot of French people, remember? Yeah. And Ashraf is also a very good person to have there as well, because they also just speak in someone who's very good at speaking and explaining themselves. And, you know, Ashraf's a smart guy. I don't think anyone's upset when Ashraf's on, on stage, you know, announcing something kind of thing. Yeah, of course. No I one's like questioning Ashraf. it. He's very confident when he talks about his games as well. He's yeah. confident with Black Flag. He's confident with Origins. Yeah, the way he talks about Black Flag. He's right. the biggest, you know, who's just got constant super skeptical hippo eyes going. You know, he makes me go, oh, I feel a bit safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the I like director's uh, Jean-Guston, so he probably can't speak English the best, so they got he Ashraf. He speak a little bit. I mean, in a, in a bit of a... Well, he's got he's a strong accent. Yeah, he's one of the yeah. guys a bit, maybe a bit difficult to understand. Didn't... Didn't he come on the stage when it was revealed? Yeah, well? uh, Xbox, yeah, he did. So he does speak English a little bit, but I think it's probably the accent that people wouldn't like. Like, not, yeah. not to offend Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's probably just a little accent. bit hard to understand. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I think Ashraf, for me anyways, comes in that tier of people like Patrice and uh, yeah. Darby. I think Ashraf's up there for me. Jade Raymond. <laughs> Jade Raymond, well, she's irrelevant, yeah, well, but see... sure. Yeah. Another thing that I've noticed that when people compare it to like you say, oh, you thought Unity was going to be good, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you can tell by how Ashraf talks about Origins, and if you look at how Alex Amancio spoke about Unity, 
You know, Alex Amantia spoke about unity in like a monotone. Super like Whereas, rigid, like scripted like dialogue where he's just but, talking yeah, about like scripted. I need to make sure I say all this. He didn't seem to care. He didn't seem to have very much passion for it. I mean, obviously he might have done, but he didn't seem to he didn't convey it. Like he was quite bored by No confidence. Mm. Yeah, and very then, yeah. little confidence. Like the game wasn't like he didn't even know what he was talking about. And then there was um then there's Ashraf who's very confident. He's out there, he's doing all these interviews, he's telling pe he's telling people that they're listening to fans, he's telling people that the game is the game that they've been working really hard on the game, that they're excited for people to play the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, you can just tell that they want they want people to play the game, which is why they've re revealed it with a demo as well. Mm. And they keep saying that the things that the fans want, we wanted to put that in as a priority. You know, yeah, yeah. And it feels, and it feels as if that sort of that this attitude from Ashraf Ismail has given me a lot of confidence as far as Origins is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if Black Flag speaks to um, Ashraf and the confidence he has, it's um, pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. he Let's also he, he 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 also it seems to be quite willing to say that they've that they they want to make a game that's better than Black Flag. This he's he's pointed out um, a couple of flaws he found in Black Flag, and he says what they want to do. Like he said that Black Flag's great for exploration, but you want you want to um, learn something every time you explore. You know. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to put into Origins, and that sounds like a really cool sort of idea. And it's that confidence yeah. to say so this game is going to be better than our last one that, that that makes me think that Origins is going to be really good. But obviously, yeah. you're right, Tyler, as well. We'll have to play it to see for the most part of everything, really. Yeah, that's true. And I think talking towards um, him saying he wants to make a better game than Black Flag, I think that's a really good thing for game development, is he's going, okay, let's start work on this game, let's make a new game, and let's make it better than our last game. Rather than thinking, okay, so let's let's think about what they did, you know, let's, I mean, obviously he's taken into consideration the, you know, feedback from Unity and Syndicate, but he's not basing his next game off of Syndicate, he's basing his next game off of Black Flag and going, okay, how do we improve off of yep. our game and build on that to make an even better game? So, like, it's kind of like a sequel to Black Flag, in a sense, not a sequel to, like, Syndicate. Like, I mean, you know, if that makes sense kind of thing. Like I mean, yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, like, in terms of the world and I mean, gameplay, Syndicate yeah. Syndicate barely a sequel to Unity, considering that they, that Unity added nothing to the story. That's true. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can, you can even tell how confident he is, because he's giving YouTubers individual, you know, uh, interviews, interviews from questions from the community. Exactly, yeah. and and as well the fact that it's like yeah, come play the game, record it, do whatever you want with it, like that's exactly yeah. with Unity. Yeah. I feel as if there was a lot of behind the scenes recording it, piecing it together, and editing it to make sure it doesn't show the glitches. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with this, it's very out there, very open. What what you see is what you're getting essentially. Although it is in a an alpha build of sorts at the moment, there will be some changes, obviously, but those will be very minor. I feel as if at this mm. point this they've point, got oh, they've got a build that yeah. works really well. So just some nice polishing going on there, I think. Yeah, the game comes out in four months. There's not a huge amount they can change. Like, it looks like, like the game looks like it's almost finished. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it looks like definitely. they need to work out the glitches at this point, the refinements. It's the little things they need to work out. Oh, what's, also... What are we always talking about? What's the thing that separates good games from great games? It's the little things, and oh, that's what yeah, they need definitely. to find. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 Tyler, uh, what about petting cats? You want that in the game, right? Uh, <laughs> patch that in, please. Just pe patch that in, please. Patch, patch it, Get the yeah. fuck out of my face. <laughs> you fucking... Uh, how do you can pet the eagle? 
You can pet the eagle, that's true. I'm not mad at that, because that is... I like that it's like an idle um, pose. Like, the eagle will fly down, land on Bayek's arm, and, like, just be there, and they'll interact. That's if really you leave nice the controller kind of thing. And I like that. That's, that's, a, that's a nice little thing. Is that a game. random idle pose? Like, you I reckon think... that'll be a thing that'll happen sometimes if you're in a high-up place or something mm, like that? I'm not entirely sure. I just know it's a thing As that's opposed in the to being in the middle of a city, so... standing there, and then the eagle comes and lands on your shoulder while everyone stares, I... like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pardon me, I think it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, what are you saying? I've got a question. Where the fuck is Senu gonna go when you when you're in a tomb? <laughs> Senu gonna fly <laughs> well, off? Maybe just, maybe that's part just... of the tombs. Is you're not allowed to have the eagle with you when you go into tombs? Yeah, you won't. you won't. Yeah. You won't. Because it's Obviously. inside. Yeah. Maybe if you activate the eagle, it's gonna be outside of the tomb, just flying about. You know, like the same way yeah. if you're in a building in like they show in the demo when you're in a building and you activate Senu, she's just flying above like outside the building. She's not just gonna also, hit inside can... the building. You can fly sure. anywhere with Senu, regardless of where you are with Bayek. Like, you can just activate yeah. Senu. Yeah, go across the, the whole map. The map. That's, that's awesome. And then you can deactivate Senu and apparently return straight to Bayek fairly instantly. It says fairly because, of course, going all the way across the map and going back is going to take some time, isn't it, to, with yeah, loading. Yeah. So yeah. they can only do so much as the tech allows. And, I mean, if they can go that far with Senu, it's already a step up from most drone mechanics because they have a limit, don't they? Yeah, like as in a in a law sense, the whole eagle thing's fucking stupid. But in a game sense, it looks well, fun. So actually, I don't, really I don't know because Aminet had had a controllable snake though that she used to kill Wait, Cleopatra. What? She yeah. used the snake. What she had it. I it was like just, a, it was like a, a snake companion, there, you know? and Who she did? used it. What? Aminet oh, yeah, to kill right. Cleopatra. That was introduced in Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah. In, oh my the... god, though. But it's not. You can't actually control animals, James. That's my point. You can't but, actually control animals. I mean, maybe I they'll mean, explain yeah. it. Especially in the animus. Especially in the animus. Yeah. Maybe they will explain it. Maybe it I mean, won't be a I, trick. I think, I think they will explain it. I don't think I don't think what? it's an animus thing. I think it's a first civ thing. I think it's something, they, they, a new law thing, possibly. Or revisiting. I'm not entirely sure. But I think, to me, the way Ashraf's talked about it is this is what becomes Eagle Vision somehow. And I feel Actually, maybe the bird yeah. is some kind of. I, people have said this, and I, I don't want to jump into anything because I'm I'm kind of not sure about anything. But I feel like it could be possible that the bird is first sieve, not a first sieve bird, but like I don't want to say like a. Okay, I want to I want to use I want to use science, not like this saying like it's like a spirit of a first sieve that's like inhabits a bird. Like that sounds really like tribal and mystical, even though that's not what Assassin's Creed is. But I mean, obviously there'd be an explanation. Pieces of Eden, an ank consciousness transferring consciousness from first I was, I was into, say, yeah. into the bird kind of thing i think there's more to it i don't think it's just a bird yeah i mean but surely and Juno's consciousness is already in the ankh because it's she did it juno's got no, I, 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 I don't think the bird is juno i think the bird is senu <laughs> but i think can, it's can a, you imagine that I think it's. Come closer, Cypher. I think. <laughs> come closer, Cypher. <laughs> it's an eagle. <laughs> but I also like the thing that someone pointed out that, um, I mean, we've known for a while as the assassin symbol looks like an eagle skull. Um, and I like that Bayek has an eagle skull necklace, so I would assume that's I mean, where the that's where the insignia though. comes from. But that's but then it's like linking up, so that's where the insignia comes from. Bayek had an eagle skull necklace, so he turns yeah, that into the insignia for the assassins. Which I think yeah, is really cool. noticed the similarities before. Mm. Yeah. Um. Just want to quickly note for anyone listening to the stream right now here on YouTube, and you haven't already, like the stream. We're almost at two hundred. Our goal is three hundred by the end of the stream. So let's just keep that going as we go forward. Let's do it. 
Let's go. Just for another it. reminder there. We've only we're only just over an hour through, and we're already almost at two hundred. By the full three, we should be at three hundred. I'm I sure. I think that's possible. I think it's definitely possible, possible for sure. Um, we're and we're keeping a steady amount of viewers through this whole thing, which is absolutely lovely as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of the open world, in terms of the RPG style, the RPG elements of it, and in the, you've got the customization, you've got the combat, you've got uh, the skill trees, you've got so much detail in that, let alone you know their side activities, which we've kind of talked about a bit already. Um, what are our thoughts in this customization, the crafting system, the skill trees, in the terms of the RPG style of the character we're playing? Mm-hmm. Are we... Is this the right direction? Is it too much or is it kind of doing the right thing? Because I'm almost thinking for sure relax on some level with a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, like, I get it, but just remember that this is Assassin's Creed and we don't want to kind of distract too much from what we're here to do. There's a lot to it. Or is it kind of like, you know, this is what they should be doing with like Witcher, like Horizon. I don't know. I'm happy with it. I think this is going in the right direction i don't think it's too much because i think too much would be the point where you can customize your character's appearance and i'm glad they haven't yeah. done stuff like that because <laughs> it makes no sense and has nothing to say yeah so i mean yeah. i think i think Go that it makes sense is that this this is the character you're playing as but you can customize you know what they're wearing you know their gear the way that they play kind of thing sort of like how the witcher does it yeah mm, yeah i mean well, i think that I it's done the game yeah okay, yeah uh, i was just saying i think it's done to the right level i think well, we yeah. just smashed over 200 likes, by the way, real, yeah, nice. really fast. Fucking hell, guys, you guys are awesome. Like, we're at 161. I'm like, we're almost at 200. No, we just got to 200. You, Holy almost, fuck. you pulled that almost. <laughs> well, I was just trying to lie for people that listen later. They're like, well, they got to 200 pretty quick. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, um, talking about open world. I think that this kind of RPG style is the direction all open world games are going in nowadays because The Witch 3 set a new bar for the quality of open world games. So Assassin's yeah. Creed is kind of following mm. suit. And, um, you know, Assassin's Creed 1 definitely did revolutionize open world games a lot. Like the, yeah. the first Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed game because there weren't many games that had all the explorable cities and stuff like that before. And yeah. I think, like, now Assassin's Creed is is following what should be in open world games because the previous games, very, it was a very outdated formula of open world games, you know, with... You know, Syndicate and Unity, they were kind of using their old system. And now they're thinking, you know what, we're going to do what other games are doing well. You know, this is what open world games are now. So we're going to adapt to the, to the environment of games right now. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Good. <clears throat> yeah. Is it is it too much, like... And, I mean, I'm only asking this as a devil's advocate. I am okay. of the opinion they're making the right moves here, but... Let's look at the past of Assassin's Creed, right? It hasn't been the RPG style. It's based on real events. Does it take away from what is Assassin's Creed by creating a game where you can pick the exact type of assassin you are, whether you're going to be a stealth person, whether you're going to be a warrior? Does it affect you how much you're kind of customizing and changing about your character and the amount of selection you have? Is that making it not really Assassin's Creed-y, if you will? It really I... depends on how it's done. Hmm. I think I think I know what you mean because I think a lot of people have said this, it, you know, and I think there's a, there's a limit you can have with Assassin's Creed. I think that's a good thing that they're restricted somewhat because otherwise maybe they change too much. But it, but it, you're restricted mostly by the fact that you're reliving memories, so these memories have to 
be relatively well, the same for everyone. Yeah, they, they have to be the same. Like, you can't just do, like, different choices and things like that. Like, obviously, that's got to stay yeah, the same. In like, in, like, games where it's more set in, like, a present in itself, like The Witcher, they have dialogue options and things. Like, they won't have any yeah. of that, things like that. So you won't be able to establish the character's personality in a way, but you'll be mm. able to adjust the gameplay, which is just an animus simulation in itself, and it's never been anything more, really. Like, the gameplay, just the gameplay, to, to suit yourself. Mm, Whereas the yeah. rest of it will be mostly the same, so you know. Because yeah, because I think what they've done is they've they've taken what Assassin's Creed is, which is reliving memories, and they've adapted that to this new, you know, formula of open world of being a role playing game where you get to kind of play the game the way you want to play, but it's still an Assassin's Creed game in terms of your reliving memories. So they have to be this set structure, I suppose, of like this is the way that things happened. But you can get from A to B any way you want. You can get from this memory to this memory however you want. But there's, you know, you, you know, these these memories are set in stone. These are what happened. But you can get to them however you want. And I think that as long as you have that in place, you can change whatever you want. Well, I mean, I do agree in the sense, and I think this is what we talked about earlier. I was only saying this in terms of Devil's Advocate because I mm-hmm. hear this from people saying you can't change, you can't make it too customizable or too much of an RPG because then it's not Assassin's Creed. And I mean, my argument is, what the fuck is Assassin's Creed right now? It, mm. To me, it doesn't have an identity anymore because it changes so much all the time and it doesn't really know what it is anymore. They've lost their way so much. They've almost restricted themselves kind of whilst also trying to change things that don't need to be changed i think like we talked about they restricted themselves narratively with sequencing whereas that's something you could have changed earlier and kept things that you've then changed that you shouldn't have changed if you know what i mean they've just gone in the wrong direction and i think this is my point i made for years now is that the thing the problem with assassin's creed in my opinion was after revelations they took what was assassin's creed and they went in a direction with it i thought they went in the wrong direction i've Mm -hmm. always thought I look back at Revelations and think, where could they have gone from there that was the right direction that could have led us to great games? Because to me, they've done nothing but go the wrong direction since then. So at this point, there is no locking into, well, I feel like Assassin's Creed anymore. There is no Assassin's Creed, because what it, I don't think there is an identity to that franchise anymore. You can do whatever you want at this point. This is fair game. There is nothing off limits. There is nothing sacred anymore. And that's the point of anyone saying... Um, Oh, do you think this will rejuvenate the franchise of Assassin's Creed? Will this rejuvenate your right. love, Tyler, for Assassin's Creed? And I said, and my answer will always be no. My love for Assassin's Creed and what it was is dead, and I've moved on. If I love Assassin's Creed Origins, it'll be for a million other reasons, and none of them will be because it's rejuvenated my love for the franchise, and none of them will be because it's like the old Assassin's Creed games. It'll be because it's new, and it will become a new thing, a new phenomenon exactly. altogether. Mm. This is a new start. Uh, I think that hits the nail on the head there, really, with it, all of our opinions on Origins and the rebirth yeah. of Assassin's Creed. I agree, and that's not even a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Because I think yeah, I mean, the, it has to be now, right? Yeah, I, I mean, they've. I think that people have been saying, you know, with Assassin's Creed, I think the the first four games were what Assassin's Creed was. I think after that, until this point, they've been trying to find the identity of Assassin's Creed. Um, they haven't been able to do it. They've been just changing it and changing it and changing it. And I think they've got to this point now where they're like, okay, let's reinvent everything. And if this works, this is the new identity of Assassin's Creed. And I think this will be the identity of Assassin's Creed for the foreseeable future for a while. Yeah. You know, for the next, you know, however many games, I think this is the direction they're going in until, 
you know until you get to this point because open world games were a certain thing for a while and then the witcher 3 came along you know then skyrim came along things like that and they you know changed the way the open world games are looked at and i think the witcher 3 was the big one that has changed all games in terms of the way that they yeah. approach open world games were making their game you know horizon zero dawn mass effect andromeda uh assassin's creed origins and mm-hmm. i think the until the next game comes along that does the same thing because there will be a next game there will be a time when open world games are revolutionized again uh which i don't think it'll be for a while but until then i think this is the definitely the way open world games are going and i think this will be the identity of assassin's creed for a while so i mean if that's what they're doing then i'm happy with that as long as we don't get this jumping around changing what the game is is it an rpg is it an action adventure like you know they didn't they didn't know what they were doing so i'm it's like happy that let's create this something. this base and then move from here yeah, don't just yeah. make every game different yeah yeah so yeah, i mean so. i mean it can that, that means it can only get better because you've got this base of okay it's an rpg now now we've got this base of an rpg that's witcher 3 style now let's move forward and mold it into our own version of that over the course of the next few games and it becomes what assassin's creed is and i think that's that's where they're going and that's that can be a the- good thing I mean, the only way that could work is if they continue to do a game every two, even, yes, in my opinion, yes. every three years um, to be able to do that. I think because I think the biggest thing they need to do is this team that's making Origins right now is now the team. Yeah. There's no second team that makes other games at the same time and they have their own opinion on what Assassin's Creed is. The problem is there's too many hands in the pot with Assassin's Creed. That's yeah, been the yeah. biggest problem for the last five years with this franchise is because too many different people have too many different ideas and they don't respect each other's ideas. They're like, this is our game, we're going to do what we want. And then the syndicate team's like, this is our game, we're going to do what we want. There's no consistency. There's no respect for the games before. It's just a shit show. This is a team that's made quality games. They made Black Flag. To me, the only good Assassin's Creed game of the past five major titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we've got Origins. If they create a good base, this is the team that needs to be making Assassin's Creed from now on. There's no other teams. It's just these guys. Yeah, I you know what I mean. Of, to, 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 a certain, to a certain degree. And if that means we don't get an Assassin's Creed game except for every three, four years, I'm totally so cool with it. that. So be it. I think that's exactly. the best possible thing that could happen to Assassin's Creed because if you do what they've been doing where they have two studios right now making two different games as we speak that isn't origins it's this franchise will never be set and it'll be a shit show forever until it dies a miserable death you know so that's the thing do you reckon there is a team out there that's working on the one after Origins? yes absolutely yeah absolutely. there is yeah for sure that that, that 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 that's both painful to think about and somewhat annoying uh they should they should focus on getting one game finished then release it and then think about the next one they shouldn't be you know bouncing about overlapping and development cycles having different teams because they need to they need the whole point is is the franchise like the the sequels are meant to carry on from the ones beforehand and so on and so forth if you've got different teams doing that you can't do that you can't have that sort of continuity in the way that you want it and everything feels a bit you know on its own and that's something that we don't we don't really that's something that won't work so I, I agree with what Tyler said, that there should just be one team for Assassin's Creed, the one working on Origins, ideally, because they worked on Black Flag and they've proven their competence. So mm. they should work on Origins. And then when they're done with Origins, like on release, they can then think about the next game. They shouldn't have another team out there going, all right, okay, what, what, what's Assassin's Creed, a big Roman cock, going to be like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, and they yeah, just think yeah. about 
they're thinking about Rome or maybe even Greece. I don't know why they could have a Greek game called Big Roman Cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if there's you know, different, even if there's different teams, though, there has to be a group of guys. There has to be some that, that are in control and have an idea for the franchise. And I'm talking like Ashraf Ismail and you know some inner circle people, like a group of yeah. these people that are controlling the different teams and uh, and have creative control and are making the decisions that are consistent with each other. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what, someone like an Ashraf Ismail that Patrice was in the early stages of Assassin's Creed, you know, there was a yeah. there was someone who was in charge of the yeah. franchise. Yeah. Right now, well, there's no real direction of the franchise as a whole because there's so many different studios and, and it's no one controls Assassin's Creed. It's just whoever's been assigned to that game controls that game and that's it. I mean, yeah, they have well, obviously Amar. Obviously, some overlap. There's Amar there, Amar. who's the head of Fuck content. Amar. But Fuck Amar. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amar. He he's just a you know just a oh yeah do that. He doesn't he doesn't have passion for the franchise from what I've seen. He doesn't care about the franchise. Not like Ashraf does. He doesn't. I don't think I can't see Amar going. Yeah, like he. I don't think he even knows the franchise. He's just in charge of it, and it's really annoying. I just don't know why. Like he's not Patrice. I don't know. Like. Patrice had this passion for the franchise. He understood the direction. He knew where it was going. Amar's just there. He's like, I'm head of content, but I don't really know what I'm talking about. That's the way it seems to me, and yeah. it's really strange. Yeah, well, I'd love yeah, to see. Um, I'd love to see Ashraf be made like the director of Assassin's Creed, and everything guy. goes through him, and what he says goes because he knows what people want for the game. And he knows yeah, what will make yeah. it a good game. And it's the same way Darby did as well. Darby understood the game. Yeah. He knew what he was writing. He understood it. Now he's gone. Can we address that? Can we address yeah, that? Yeah, I think we what should talk about it. the fuck? What the fuck happened? What yeah. the fuck happened? Can someone explain this bullshit to me? <laughs> I mean, God, it's seriously. <laughs> why? Why did they Why did they just... Why have they gone with... I mean, obviously, there's other people. I'm sure there are other great writers, but Dar- Darby is the, the writer that... I suppose he knows he's got someone in his head and he knows how to put it to paper, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's yeah. a and we he's know an that incredible it works. writer. Um, I mean, my and, we talked about this on Clubhouse. But, yeah, what were you saying, Ethan? Uh, sorry, I was just going to say that. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what this new writer, this new writer who's doing those things, and the other writers who are working on the open world stuff, because apparently they had like 13 at some point or something yeah. silly. I'm curious to see what they have to bring to the table. But at the same time, it would have been nice to have Darby back. Of course, yeah. yeah. I think that, I mean, we talked about this on Clubhouse, like I said, is that we know he was working on Assassin's Creed. We know he was working on Origins um, back in 2015. But now he's not. So you would assume that, that something went wrong. I personally feel like Ubisoft got too heavily involved and he couldn't have creative control over his story. And so he left. That's what I think happened. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine so. That would that sound like something Darby would probably, which probably I think do, is, like, you know, which he, I, I think respect is his integrity. I respect his integrity because he's probably thinking to himself, "I've got a responsibility to deliver what I want to deliver. So if I'd write the game and I don't deliver because, and it's not my fault, people will still blame him." Yeah, so he just he just left. Yeah. That's what I assume. We could be completely wrong. God, I hope that's the only excuse I'll take. That might it it might not even be the case. I don't think Darby will say if that is right or not. Um, no, because he's got respect for. Yeah, like, I think he still he, respects the company. team that's working on the game as well because that's his team. Um, what the fuck's he doing then? But you know, I, I mean, you don't have to. Lose he was working on something else. I guess it's not just I I'd say it's just the higher up people that were like, no, 
we don't want to, we don't want you to write this. Write about transgenders, please. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write the uh, Watch Dogs I don't know. Three. Yeah, write write Watch Dogs Three, but make it this game. We'll trick everyone. It'll be great. If, he, if he's running Watch Dogs, I'm, sorry, I'm, get, he's not even Ubisoft anymore. He's running anymore. the next Watch Dogs. I'm like, who is it? Darby. Wait, what? He's not Ubisoft anymore. He's he's doing something mm -hmm. else entirely. Wait, what? Yeah, he said. Yeah. Uh, if I let me see if I can pull up his tweets real quick. He said um, something like uh, he's just he's just uh, got other stuff to do. Like he said that that was his like kind of thing. That he said just narrative really kind director. Of... His his bio on Twitter is narrative director at Ubisoft Montreal. So yeah, he still works for Ubisoft. Ah, why did he? Say... Hang on, let me find his exact tweet. Let me let me see if I can. Well, he find didn't it. say he wasn't working for Ubisoft anymore. He just said he's but got other projects. But the way he said on. it, though, I don't think he was talking about. Um... He, he, he was just talking about Assassin. He said he's working on something else. So he meant for Ubisoft. Yeah, basically. That's what I he thought. He said, "No, really? I'm working on something else." But yeah, he says, "You're thought... DC writer. Flood the mountain. That's not the right one. I'm not when, this one. This one. Are you, are announced... you uh, still?" On Assassin's Creed for future titles, not for the foreseeable future. I'm busy looking for new ways to cure peace and ensure world cancer. Or yeah, that <laughs> classic Derby. Oh, oh yeah, right. Okay, he's working on he's working on this shitty Watch Dogs three. So we know that Derby's gone. Darby's working on other secret things. Um... When Skull and Bones got announced, I was like, oh, that would make sense because he just wrote Black Flag. They wanted to write another pirate game. But then, when the more I learned about Skull and Bones, I realized there's no narrative or storyline or single player at all. I was like, well, okay. Oh, fucking. Mm. Oh, so disappointing. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. There's no boarding. It's just a cutscene. That's the game. It's just naval <laughs> battles. That's it. There's nothing else to the game. It's just it's for right. honor, but in boats. That's what it is. It's for yeah. honor in boats. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be boat. fun for about 15 minutes. I look forward to playing the beta because that's all I need of the game, and then I'll be done. Yeah, that'll be a full game. So he yeah. is. So he is still Ubisoft. He's just not Assassin's Creed anymore. That's even weirder, actually. I'm annoyed. Thought... Yeah, that's why I'm annoyed. That's why I'm annoyed. So he's moved to a different project. So maybe he's working on um, maybe he's working on Beyond Good and Evil too. Nah, probably fucking not actually. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, I mean, he could work on anything. Ubisoft, Mario and Rabbids, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <No>. question: <laughs> Do people actually want that crossover? Do people think like five years ago? Oh, nah. I really like a Mario and Rabbids crossover. No nah, one that, wants that it. Have good. you seen the memes of people saying like, uh, someone, someone said, um, there was one that said, oh, people are saying that uh, Mario will never come back from this, and then it's got like a picture of like a really shit Mario game from like fifteen years ago or something. Like, look, he came back from this, so he can come back from that too. No one wanted this. Yeah. Everyone's really mad. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah. I don't Dude. get it. Who thought right Mario and Rabbids? Great, 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 great well, idea. Eve Gimo and Eve Gimo. Uh, that Japanese yeah. guy whose name I can't pronounce. The creator of Mario. I apologize. She, like you've she got goes, Mario Odyssey, Mario which Mario looks really cool. Stop saying Mario. It's Mario for fuck's Mario. sake. Shut the fuck it's, up. Your, it's just your. It's just your Australian. Who's saying Mario? Mario. Mario. Um, Mario. 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 Um, yes. Mario. It's not, it's not Mario. It's not Mario. 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 That sounds so just stupid. A, Mario. Just a bit hey, of Mario. Just, just, just a bit of Mario. Shit brand of cheese. Yeah, Mario. Mario. Classic Mario. Just gonna go get a Mario Sa Mario Sanger. <laughs> 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 <laughs
I love that you just said Sanger. I love that you just said that. Fair fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. You know what that means, all right. You don't know what fair dinkum means? That's an Australian saying, fair dinkum. I'm going to use it now. (laughs) You don't even know what it means, but you're going to use it now. (laughs) No, I'm going to use it. I'm not even going to explain what it means now. I'm just going to let you use it and see if you get it right. (laughs) Use it in random context. So what's this word? Fair dinkum. Oh, it's okay. Just, I'm never gonna, like, never gonna know what that means, but okay. Okay, it's fair dinkum's like, oh god, here we go. Um, it's it's pretty much just like, oh, that person's like, it's it's hard to explain because it can be used in a couple of different ways. It's just kind of like, fuck, how do I explain this? I, I'm trying to give an example. Um, I'd. Man, it's so okay. You just don't want to give it away to George. <laughs> I mean, I would like to hear him use it first. Yeah, used to emphasize or seek confirmation of the genuineness or truth of something. So it's, it's like, like oh, fair serious. enough. It's like oh, it's like are you being serious? It's like oh, he's fair income. Oh, okay. He's like he's being serious. He's fair income. He's that's he's, so he's strange. Really... Yeah, I didn't think oh, that's what okay. it meant. Yeah, it's just like um. Yeah, so if someone's telling a story and he's like, yeah, he was there. He's like, yeah, he's fair income. That's so weird. The context is uh, Eric and his assistant are fair dinkum magicians. It's like, yeah. oh, they're, they're genuine. They're, they're, they're actually they're magicians. Okay. Are they? Actually, yeah. are. He's, not, he's not pulling your leg. Fair dinkum. He's, he's a magician. <laughs> it's like um the it's like how, how our grand psychics, fair dinkum, <laughs> you know? She's, she she dreams things up and then sees them in real life and yeah it happens it's not fake so fair income Darby's not writing Assassin's Creed Origins that's oh, fine I was so disappointed when I saw that tweet I was so disappointed okay yeah uh, I felt myself like shatter a little bit like I was made of glass on the inside as well I was like oh that 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 this saddens me. I was so looking forward to another Derby game. I love his stories. I'm, I mean, it's been so long. Yeah. Maybe he'll work on another one in the future. But, I mean, obviously I would like him to work on Origins. But I'm, I'm also curious to see if these new this, these new, this new writer and these newer like, writers doing the open world and things like the side quests, I want to yeah. know what they have to bring to, the, the say, this Assassin's Creed. Obviously, it's a new formula they're throwing together, right? I want to see what they bring to it, you know. I want to. See, I'm quite curious, but I at agree. the same time, Darby's input would have been nice. Ubisoft, you know, like that. Yeah, Darby is a sweet boy. I mean, for this, yeah, I mean, for think... having all these writers, as long as they're not crossing over and all having a go at each other's work, then keep keep doing it. Yeah. That's all only good because you've got multiple people writing yeah. stories. You can have loads of side quests. Same as The Witcher. Same as Horizon, but don't have the guys writing the story write a random side quest and some dude that wrote a side quest about lost shoes write part of the main story. Like, let's just let's just have them all writing what <laughs> lost, they're writing, and let's not because and let's let's get rid of Richard Faris as well while we're at it. Let's not have him have any part of this game. He doesn't know what he's doing. It isn't yeah, he doesn't that? know what the fuck's going on. Richard Faris wrote Rogue, but he's also the lead writer for Assassin's Creed as a franchise. So he's the law keeper, but he, he doesn't do. know what he's talking about. He doesn't understand you anything. He's, he's the one that's like, I don't know if there's multiple boxes or not. 
you fucking figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing, but there are multiple boxes. And then you've got Jeffrey Jeffrey O'Harlem, who was like, because Corey May was like, oh, yeah, um, the reason Arno can see to people's memories is because he has a high concentration of first sieve DNA. Then Jeffrey O'Harlem was like, oh, nah, he doesn't have high sieve, high, high sieve first. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm trying to say? He can just use the apple because he studied it. And then then he was like, oh, that thing at the end, Dead Kings, it's, it's an apple. No, it's not an apple. Yeah, it's an apple. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being a fan of this franchise. Yeah, so this is what I mean. This is what I mean by ha- too many hands in the pot. Yeah, why, they don't you know, know what they too, too many cooks in the kitchen. Why Why the, why the hell are the, the writers playing like a game of rock, paper, scissors? What's going on? It's really strange. Know, they're it's always really trying, they're trying to overrule one another. <clears throat> like, what's going on? What are yeah, like, whoever <laughs> wrote Chronicles as well gave Darby's box a meaning and purpose that Darby probably never thought of when he wrote the box. Ezio's box yeah. specifically. He thought, fuck, so. they've wasted that now. They've wasted it on fucking Chronicles. Project Phoenix. <laughs> Project <laughs> Phoenix, Master Berg. Yes, all right, mate. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. That Project gave me no Phoenix. insight. <laughs> the, the writers just like flip a coin. They're just like, today, right, is okay, there multiple boxes? Let's flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's hold an AMA and flip a coin for the answer. Oh, God. <laughs> that was great. God damn it, Assassin's Creed. They need just they, what they need is they need a team of law keepers. We could do it. Yeah. Let's get the four pillars to be the law keepers of Assassin's oh, Creed. Yeah. I don't think they want a Nazi organization to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> like they've got AC what are they called? To the, do it. For, for for Star Wars, they've got a couple of fans who are the law keepers of the franchise. Because um, I think that's the best they've way got, of doing it. If you want to keep law, get the fans, hire your fans. fans to do it because. Fans know your law the best because they're well, we can so do best, care about yeah. it the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah What we yeah. can do is we can we can get AC videos to make a massive PowerPoint on the um, <laughs> on the law of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a PowerPoint. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> five mind-blowing, extremely awesome, epic law features in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> These will blow your mind. And I'm gonna make you read it because I'm a pussy and won't put my mic on. Yeah, here's some um, here's some here's some royalty free techno music and some <laughs> writing to read. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's shit, channel, fucking shit. Oh, channel. it made me laugh when uh, White Room think uh, that... had a dig at him on Twitter from uh, Assassin's Creed Universe. I was like, that's when you know a channel's really shit when that side of the Assassin's Creed community is taking the piss as well. It's great. What yeah. did they say? He said something like it was a the Ooh. title of his video said something like. Um, top 30 epic epic features in assassin's creed origins and this was a while ago or was it empire this was a while ago um and white room took it and then he edited the title and he's like he captioned his picture fixed and like it was the original title and the new one that says 10 features that are not confirmed and just rumors in assassin's creed empire and i was like that's good i like that (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. yeah, the thing is though, I think that the problem with AC videos is that what he, what what he or whoever's behind it, I've I've heard, I think I've heard the voice before. It's quite a strange voice, so so I can understand that they're probably quite self-conscious about. It. Not the point. The point is, I've seen <laughs> the content, and what my issue is is they don't speak, and they have these massive boxes of text. And I've had people complain that I use text annotations to sometimes elaborate on a point really minorly while I'm speaking. So I don't get how a channel that does that and has the viewers do all the hard work when you're supposed to be doing the hard work and the heavy lifting for the viewer. That's the point. That's the point of making content and yeah. making videos instead of like, you may as well write an article if you're going to do that. I was about that. to say, I was like, why don't you just write articles, you fucking Exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's not, not as easy ad revenue. revenue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get so more that's, ad that's revenue. That's probably my only real gripe there is 
you've got to do the hard work for your viewer. You can't expect them to sit through 10 minutes of video and read text, can you? They do. It's yeah. the Assassin's Creed community. They're fucking stupid. There's easier I ways of getting information. There's a com- every community is going to have people who will mindlessly just go, all right, then, I'll sit here and waste my time. I could read yeah. this in an article in half the time <laughs> and still know what I'm talking about. But here, I have no idea. And it's, you know, it's just... Ethan, I'm just saying that if they make another Fable game, you could voice every single NPC with the various English voices you do. Listen, <laughs> if Assassin's Creed Origins is shit, I'm going into the codes and replacing every sound effect with a Tim Allen grunt. So... <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, That's how confident I am that it's not a shit, though. I'm just going to real quick on screen. This game, this massive game, and all you hear is. uh? (laughs) I'm just going to real quick on screen now, just whack up. This is one of AC Video's videos. I just wanted to show people, like, just a screenshot from it and how fucking horrendous that is. It's like the American Midwest. And then it's Hang like on, this you're... horribly contrasted image of Altair. Oh, what is that? Well, if you're, if you're, if you're I mean... an audio listener on iTunes or SoundCloud, just know that you're not missing anything. Yeah, it's absolute shit. Yeah. Uh, and the, so, and <laughs> this this video has five hundred thousand views. Oh God! Well, obviously he obviously he's a very lucky channel then, but he has a lot of it's subscribers. Just... Oh, God, because he's been around <laughs> pretty much the beginning. I'd say. Only the slideshow that goes through just just. <laughs> It's just this video. Why read an article? You could be done. No. Is it doesn't even look right. What the fuck? Like you know, you, you know, when was this? Well, this was first gameplay details. This was before you did the cutout of Bayek. Yeah, this was. Like, like that cutout of Bayek is very useful. I use it all the time. Thank you, James. Yeah, it's amazing. It's good. Someone it just said AC videos are subscribed to Tyler's channel. Yeah, I'm, they're probably subscribed to all of. Your that's where that's where they that's where they get their information from. I don't yeah. think I don't think AC Videos is subscribed to me, but that's because that's he listens to us talk about it. That, and that's okay. Writes I'm, it down. I don't care. I'm just uh, I'm just proud that I'm not racist. I mean, would you say you don't care, Altair? Is that what you'd I say? I don't care, Altair. Let's okay, look true. at subscriptions. Actually, it still James. It still says you're not subscribed to me, and Ethan. It says you're not subscribed to me. Either. Makes, oh, how right. do you how do you find that? Because I go to most popular subscribers, and you oh, guys yeah. probably should be up there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am subscribed to you, but... Yeah. So, like I said, subscriptions are private. Yeah, AC Videos is not subscribed to me. Um, AC oh, my subscribed. subscriptions are private. Yeah, that's true. That's why it's not yeah, showing that, up. That's why. Like, we are, okay. we are subscribed. You promised, my... Tyler. Like, I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> no, you're not. You fucking lie. That's not a second. But no, AC Videos <laughs> is subscribed to me, it says... Yeah, that's that's okay. a mad thing, that. My um, highest subscriber is Nick Crompton with 60,000 subscribers. He shot up, Jesus Christ. My most popular um, subscriber is the uh, the official Agario YouTube channel, and it has over a million subscribers. What? <laughs> Fact. That's, okay, that's amazing. That's really good. I'd, I'd get them to share you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Agario, shout me out with... The, You've got more subscribers than any video of yours has ever had views, so... Yeah. My most popular subscriber is T-Worlds T-Wars, and it's just got no profile picture, it's just a purple T, and it's got 57,000 subscribers, and I think it was from Sub for Sub. Yep, it was from Sub for Sub, because <laughs> the most recent videos on this channel is uh, Sub for Sub, Sub for Sub, both from two years ago, so... Fuck's sake... Why did I do that? 
It's just mad. I've got. I'm just looking at the most popular subscri- subscribers. There's some channel called World Prestige Kids that's got twenty five thousand. Then there's Eight Bit Bastard with forty eight thousand. Eight Bit Bastard. And there's Agario with <laughs> a million. What's going on? Agario, what? Do it up there. Oh, what does Agario have? Fucking million subscribers. I don't know. I think I think it's like something that I think it's just happened. They've got 1.4 million. What? How did that happen? Let's have a look at the most popular video. I don't even reckon it has that many views. There's some people out there that have channels based on Agario. I'm looking at this one here. This this is a genuine title. Best fidget spinner game ever. Insane gameplay and graphics. 100% pro versus 100% noob in Agario. Extreme solo fight in Agario, and then in brackets after it, it says Agario again. Agario, <laughs> Agario, Agario. We just got some new screenshots um, of Assassin's Creed Origins yeah, of a dynamic sandstorm. sandstorm. Yeah, that looks nice. Oh, did we? Yeah, I'll wipe this it? up on stream. Um, they came from Wait, Access yeah, where, where can I find it? Access oh, on Facebook. Mouse. Uh, Facebook or Twitter. That's where I'm looking. So we got some nice environmental okay, shots. And we got some nice images really of sandstorms. Quiet. Apparently they're unscripted sandstorms. Uh, so that means they'll just attack you at random. Randomly, the they'll just attack you. I don't know what. I don't know how they'll affect you. A random attack. <laughs> and it looks like. Oh, I guess is this is this the second one? Because there's there's two of it like outside. You can see the sandstorm distance. Is the second one after you've ridden into the sandstorm? Because it's very orange. Or is that like yeah, the aftermath of the sandstorm? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one, you see the sandstorm in the distance, sort yeah. of washing over in a way. And then you see Bayek sort of approaching it. And then you've got into the sandstorm mm. because everything has gone orange and the sand's everywhere. Yeah. Question is, how can you move in a straight line, though? Because sand is flying everywhere. So, Video games. you know, sure, surely, surely it would... Surely you'd not have your eyes open, but okay. Just a nice bit of video. I mean, how does Bayek roll like when he's got all that clunky shit on his back? Like, I think I think Bayek is just I th- he, he 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 is a well-trained Medici. I think you all know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a massive so... club on his back. Like that. Like that is a massive fucking mallet or something. Well, it looks like these screenshots are taken um, from two different. So you've got the two screenshots or the first two. Uh, and then the second two look like I... they're at different times because he doesn't have the big mallet thing on his back in those second two. So, yeah, but he's got he's, got, he's exactly around. the same level though. Different quest as well, isn't it? Different. Look... No, wait, hang on. Yeah, different quest. Band How the fuck did he of... not? Dion's yes. Uh, yeah, he's gained no XP well, in that quest. time. Same quest. So obviously. Yeah, well, he's he's oh, it no looks levels. like it looks like he's gained a tad of XP actually. If you click between him, it looks like it, it looks oh, like yeah. it goes up a little bit. Yeah. We're analyzing this so in, in depth. What are we doing? Um, he's gained none ex- he's gained This is what we're good bit, for. Like, very this, is what, this is what we do. He's just, it looks like he's gone to the objective and gone straight past it, changed his weapon on his back, and just, you know, just gone straight past the objective into the sandstorm. I'd, I mean, that's yeah, what I'd yeah, do. I'd run into the sandstorm, to be fair. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, look, a sandstorm. Sick. Yeah, I'd want to see what's going on in it. I'd want to see what's going on if you rode into it. I want to know. What... <laughs> I, I like the idea of the sandstorm. That's quite nice, that. Yeah, I'd say they probably work somewhat similarly to rogue waves, but maybe a little bit different. Well, so you have to. Rogue waves. In terms of, like, they randomly appear, and I, I think they'll affect you. I think they'll probably enhance stealth. Maybe if you're in a sandstorm, maybe people can't see too well. Obviously, that's how sandstorms maybe. work. Yeah, but the vision does look pretty limited, considering that it is a bloody sandstorm. 
Yeah. So. Like you know, like you do see like a lot of like a lot of mist going on. Yeah. And everything's not very clear in the background. Feel that that's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's but that. I mean, I want. I wonder if it'll work like you said, like rogue waves, where you'll have to like sort of go head on into it instead of you know running away from it, because that might do some damage. Possibly, I feel like that would just be. I feel like that'd be irritating more than anything else. I feel like it would just be. I mean, rogue waves. Rogue waves can be irritating themselves. (laughs) That's true, but I think I think that they're these sandstorms. I feel like they'll be more used for stealth purposes. So when you're in a sandstorm, visibility is limited. So that you know, that'll be really cool. The, the, like guards can't see you as well. Uh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll, it'll, it. it'll um uh, limit the way you can use Senu as well because yeah, obviously that 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 will be that makes sense. Imagine There's flying above the, the actual sand cloud like oh that'd be a nice like, shot. You can go that it? high yeah and go flying above it. Above it yeah. Really is there I a don't reckon, I reckon if you're like, outside of it you'll be able to use it but mm, is there do we know I th- I mean I'm assume there is but I haven't really paid much attention. Is there like an uh, like a uh like a like a ascent and descent control for senu or it looked like it it was yeah it looked like there was but it looked like it was just the analog sticks just like pointing up pointing down yeah i think so like george pointed out when it was first rumored of a controllable eagle it is a drone mechanic so i'd imagine it won't function too dissimilar from say a drone would in the game so yeah I believe, though, that the, the, the drone was actually modelled from the eagle, because I believe the eagle's the first thing they created for Origins. So I would assume that they made the eagle, and then they modelled the drone I that that's and the an idea that's from the been eagle. For this long, and they haven't thought to themselves, this is a bad idea. I don't, I'm not actually even mad at it at this point. I'm just. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm at this just, point, it's there. The only reason right I, on. I'd be mad at it is if they don't explain it, and it's just there to be there. As long as they give it a... a purpose they explain it they explain it within law then i'm fine with it because i think as for gameplay i'm happy with it it's actually good but just in terms of law i want them to explain it because it would really annoy me as well like do you have the choice there you know i think he's i think he's said before that you don't have to use it through the whole game if you don't want to same way you don't have to get the certain skills if you don't want to get certain skills because i mean that's the way rpgs normally are you don't have to yeah. do anything if you don't want to. Like in Skyrim, you can play the whole thing. You never even have to use a bow. So, I mean, if you don't use a bow in Skyrim, then you're a bit stumped. But <laughs> you know, I did pretty you well. Can still do it. It's just not very pleasant. Um, that's right. Just a quick, another quick note, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still whoever's listening and hasn't already, like the stream here on YouTube. Like it. We're so close to 300, and we only need to get past 280, and it'll be the highest-rated Kill Connor Club of all time. So we're so oh, close already. Life, or... And no, ever. And what's what's the highest-rated right? Kill Connor Club? Because I don't even know. Episode the... episode 37. Okay. Why? Which had 280. That's 47. So 47. Episode 47, not 37. 47. Okay, that's really random. It's, oh, it's, one of, it's one of our top downloaded ones. It was when um, the screenshot leaked of Origins. Ah, oh, okay. uh, of course. Ah. Yeah. Um, so we could we knew it was confirmed officially 100%. Like the full like 1080p one from the... You're taking a picture of like on the boat and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it was right after that. So that, so that was a highly downloaded one. So... And we're already like... Ah, uh, so yeah. It's, it's not the most viewed one, but it's the most liked one. Yeah. Yes, correct. Because the most viewed one is episode 40, yeah. 
Yes, I wonder if correct. we can. I wonder if we can smash both of those with this one. That'd be. I think. Be I think we can definitely. The ratings one we're gonna smash, but I want to see if we can do it live, which we're so close to smashing it live. Let yeah, alone ever. Crazy. Wait till it goes. Wait till it goes just on. You know, to, for people to view because there's people that can't watch this. Oh, we'll definitely. You know, the... Yeah, we'll definitely do that. But uh, so it's already not this. Smash it, beating it. Yeah, so that's pretty incredible. I think, and this just goes to show what um what this podcast was been this is what i expected from this episode i was like i will be disappointed if this isn't the highest rated podcast we've ever done i'll be disappointed if it's not the most downloaded episode we've ever done like yeah. that's my expectations this is episode 50 <laughs> yeah. it's the four pillars assassin's creed just got announced it's a recipe for you know the biggest podcast we've ever done mm-hmm. and may ever do yeah. with money yeah well it's yeah. james's channel so it's his money um, yeah <laughs> oh we never get anything from so there's that. We never get anything from Kill Connor Club. Barely anything. Like ATP. Oh, no, we get obviously Patreon, but from the podcast themselves in terms of ads, we probably get like not even a dollar. This shit, that's really. Not that's, even a dollar. That's $50, James. 50 episodes, mate. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. You know yeah. something? You owe me $25. <laughs> Speaking of money, you could actually now go ahead and make a video about sand, and because there are screenshots of a sandstorm, you could get away with it, James. Oh my god, yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, then you can just make panicking jokes every other yeah, second. I was, just, I was about to say, you can just make memes from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, I don't like sand. I can see why. <laughs> so, based on the different areas we've seen on the map, are we liking the different like landscapes because there's obviously a big water element like we all thought when they said there's be naval in the rumors we're like oh fuck that but it's actually we, i'm really happy with it we, mm. we've seen very little of the um the what it all looks like like i'd imagine a lot we've seen like little glimpses of areas yes but the main area we've seen is uh what is it it's the one in the middle the uh yeah the big desert is it lake Fayum or whatever nah Fayum is the is a Fayum. oh no this is yeah this that's this area isn't it yeah, no. Yeah, we haven't seen the other ones besides from some glimpses. Or is this is this Siwa? Because uh, no, Siwa's not the one in the demo. We've seen a bit of Siwa. We Siwa was the Microsoft but... demo. Yeah, yeah Siwa was the one we, we we briefly saw in about five minutes of demo, or three yeah. minutes of demo, whatever. We we only mm-hmm. saw it briefly. But I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of different. Like the areas will be different, like definitively. <laughs> Yeah, like, definitely. Because yeah. I mean, they're on the website. They're detailed. You've got the the um, Giza, Memphis, which is um, oh, at the at the north things. area. Yeah, you've got the pyramids. You've got you know the 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 city areas. Alexandria is part of that as well, which is going to be the you know Alexandria. the big city in the game, um, which yes. we haven't seen anything of. I personally, I hope we don't see anything of Alexandria until we get our hands on the game because yep. I don't I don't want to see a demo there. I want to walk to Alexandria myself see it and be like wow this is cool like yeah I agree. climb I that agree. lighthouse you know it's the same way that horizon zero dawn you think it's just woods and mountains and you get to meridian oh and you're like God. jesus yeah. this jesus game what the Christ. fuck i wasn't expecting this in the game like i yeah. i yeah. my jaw dropped and i want that jaw dropping moment mm. this is the my the problem i'm foreseeing at the moment with origins is great the confidence they have in the game but are we seeing too much is it you george that did a video on that like have we seen yeah, well, too much yeah. are they showing us too much you know, yeah, see, the I point mean, is, all we're seeing is the same stuff over and over yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. I'd agree. I think it's... we've seen, we haven't even scratched the surface on the map of ancient Egypt yet. It's the same tiny location. We have the I whole of Lower like Egypt. That. Yeah, I hope so Yeah, as so well. do I, definitely. 
Yeah. yeah, I hope it stays the same. I mean, maybe another look, area, but Wars like... Does. Look at what Star Wars does with their last two movies. They literally show us nothing at all about any of the movies. They know we'll go see it, and the whole thing's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like about games. And, like, I mean, with Origins, like, yeah, like George and Ethan said, we've seen... Like, I think it's... What I said to Colm on Twitter is that I think it's relative to the size of the game. So, like, it's I think we're seeing the same percentage of the game as we would see from like syndicate or unity i think it's the i think it's relative to the size of the game of what we're seeing so with unity there's so much the entire more. fucking game but okay did, did they well i mean yeah, they, they released a trailer every other week they did release a lot that's true but i mean oh, you know it's like spider-man homecoming i can fuck i've already watched the movie basically <laughs> by this point <laughs> you already know all the major plot points yeah. um but yeah i think trailers. I think I think uh, I think there's so much more of the world we haven't seen. Like we've seen from the map, like that tiny area in the center. We've seen not even the whole of really. Like we've seen bits of it. Like we've seen a good amount. But um, yeah. I mean, there's so many other areas. Like we've got the pyramids. We've got Alexandria. We've got Memphis. We got the Nile uh, areas. You know, all these various areas yeah. and stuff that. Oh. You know, there's so yeah. much to it, and temples, all the underwater sections, uh, the Mediterranean, everything. It's of course improved yeah, grass. Yeah, all the improved grass. Yeah. This game yeah. actually has That's improved good. grass and improved combat. <laughs> Okay, the Ezio collection didn't. So, you know how earlier we would. You know how earlier. Sorry for the change of subject, real Mm -hmm. quick. You know how earlier we were talking about how people seem to have this really narrow vision about, say, um, the ancestry things going on. Somebody tweeted me saying, thought you'd be interested. It was confirmed by Ashraf that Bayek is not related to Desmond's bloodline. And I said, all it says is Bayek isn't related to Altair, though. Thought I'd cleared it up there. And he responded with, true. Still, I find it weird that he will be related to Ezio. Made a lot more sense <laughs> if they made him related to Altair, and I and, I, and my response is not necessarily. I'll will leave them to figure out what oh, I mean. Oh god, <laughs> people like that you can't save them. You just got to let them just you know keep going on in their own little <laughs> you are little a lost world. Cause. I'm so sorry. You just can't bother with them because they just don't yeah. get it. It's just such a shame. It, it, oh god, it itches my brain. <laughs> That's right. I want to claw my brain out. <laughs> yeah, Do we? Pretty... So uh, there's a thing I want to talk about. Um, which is the thing I'm most excited about in this entire game. I'm actually glad to talk about it right now and that I'm giddy about. And this is why I okay. think ancient Egypt as a setting you know, the best setting we can do just for this specific thing. And that is temples and tombs. Of course. Oh. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. That's your favorite Ooh. thing. That's, my favorite. Like That's the dynamite like top thing. It's my literally favorite thing uh, in that I've been looking forward to with this game, and if it was going to be set in Egypt, was that specifically, you know. The Assassin Tombs and stuff are one of my favourite parts of the whole franchise, and I think having a game where that's a huge element to it, mm-hmm. and there's mystery, and it sounds like they're not just doing it as, you know, it's not just like a run-through. There'll be a variety, you know, of puzzles, of parkour, of combat, like through these tombs and exploring them. Like, it's the mixture of the great things about some of the older Assassin's Creed games yeah. and games like Uncharted. It, it's a mystery element. And to just go into those locations, it just it's why I love something like the cauldrons in Horizon Zero Dawn um, because you go in and it's just a different whole element to the whole game. It takes you to a new layer, a new level where mm. it's a whole different aspect. You've got to approach it differently because you're in this dark, decrepit area you're discovering these things it's mysterious it's intriguing the atmosphere is different the gameplay is different it's all just a positive aspect to the game and i'm just beyond excited yeah beyond yeah excited to play that sort of stuff i want to explore these tombs then i do i really am quite keen 
I can't yeah, imagine the, they're not going to be a massive aspect in mission structure, not just as side activities, but you've got to think, right, also in major story points. I'm sure there'll be a, there few. Will be a couple. I'm sure there will, yeah. But a few big ones. They said, there's over, they said there's over 20. That's if you quite a lot. If, if you don't think underneath the pyramids... Oh, of course. There's like they won't in Assassin's in the Assassin's Creed lore won't make a point to say that the pyramids were built there for a reason on that spot. Of like there'll be something underneath are. them that's sacred. Yeah. Well, like, like let's be real. did state that there's a lot of mysticism around Assassin's Creed Origins, and one of the big questions is what say what's under the the, the the pyramids? You know, what's under the pyramids and things like that. So you know, what are they there for? That's obviously one yeah. of the mysteries going on. First of temple, first of space. Oh how fun yeah, is it going to be? Crack. How fun is it going to be to play <laughs> just missions that are mysterious? Like it's going to be really good. Do you like, think we're going to find first of temples within these tombs when you go in? Do you think in some you'll get through to the yes, end? And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You'll 100%, see a, there'll be a first of temple with some really mysterious yep. shit going on. That yeah, guarded by a giant yeah. snake on um, crack. I'm, t- yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling that. I think it's going to be similar to the cauldrons in Horizon. Some of them are going to be first civ. Not, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think all of them. I don't think we're gonna, there's going to be twenty first civ yeah. temples dotted around Egypt, but I think that a couple of them, especially main story ones, okay. they'll be something that I think was very strange. Okay, was um, they were talking about the various different in the, in the game informer magazine that we got leaked before the game actually got announced. Yeah. They were talking about the various different tombs, and they were like, because by accident, Medjai. Did I say Medici? Medici. By- yeah, but he's, he's Medici. Because Bayek is a Medici. <laughs> He's obviously, like, basically the police of the time. He he enforces the rules, you know, he sticks to the law. And, like, going into these sacred tombs isn't something that he'd necessarily do because it's not in his best interest. So they said, oh, it's just the beauty of the animus that he goes in there. So you can go in there, but Bayek never went in there. It's something that what really kind fuck? of bugged I, but, me. Well, okay, but that, the that, reason that's, that's okay... That's, that's already bugged Okay, me. but no, 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 no. Okay, so that's not really the case because that's Game Informer explaining things they don't know what they're talking about that that didn't come from ashraf that came from game informer saying oh so i think that makes sense oh we'll try and explain this we don't know the franchise so we'll just say bullshit so you have to ask ashraf i think um, with um with assassin's creed you know you know how it's always been it's always had that the the open world everything around you that's that's the majority of it besides from say the cutscenes and the things that happen you know that is in a cutscene and things how you do things what you do in the open world that's all just the simulation and how she, and how she does it yeah what you're like and how you do how you do it uh, that's yeah. simulation. <laughs> and uh, so so going into a tomb having a bit of an explore getting some mad loot and things like that i don't think i don't think you need to really be thinking about did bayek actually you know do this obviously it adds to bayek's story and there are a lot of quests maybe some that involve going into tombs for reasons that aren't disrespectful that could be applied, and thus you'll be able to do it, and Bayek does it, and it won't bug you too much, you know? Mm. I mean, I just, it has to be part of the game, right? Like, if they... Yeah, oh it's obviously going to be part of the game, but it's... Is it I mean, we've already it? seen screenshots of it, you know, inside tombs and, like, the, the loot and stuff down there. It'll just be fun for, like, gameplay elements in an RPG sense of, you know, you go on a thing and you get loot at the end. Some of them could also have mystery to them and part of the story in the world. Um, you know, there's, there's so much to it. And I think in the main story, they'd more focus on the puzzles and the mystery to the world, whereas the side missions would be about the loot and the reward at the end, right? Yeah, of course. Like, not yeah. all of it, not everything unique, has to have... A unique weapon or armor piece or, or you know, crafting yeah. material. You don't have to have everything as a story 
purpose. Like, not everything has to be. This is why Bayek's doing these side quests. Like, you don't have to have that. Like, th like I don't see there's any reason why Geralt, when he's trying to find Ciri in The Witcher 3, would randomly go off and do all of these hundreds of hours of side quests. It makes no sense for him to do that. There's, like... Cause I mean, I did. Well, I mean, you know. well, yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is it makes no, like, there's no, like, the story sense there, it makes no sense for him to be doing that when he's trying to search for someone he's very urgent about it. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make any sense, but it doesn't matter. He needs to make like, his money, you know, he's, he's got to get I mean, it makes gold. sense as a person, but, like, in terms of the story, it doesn't make sense for him to go, oh, let's find Siri, JK, I'm going to go do all these Witcher contracts now. Just fuck Siri, doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm gonna go get the Grandmaster Ursina. Yeah, I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend hours and hours and hours searching for armor in the world. Like it doesn't make sense, so I don't really give a shit. Who cares? <laughs> More like yeah, fucking well, days. It'll I'd say I'd like... say Bayek understands there's a higher purpose to things because he meets the first Civ. He knows what he's doing is right, and so he doesn't go by. Oh no, I can't enter this tomb because it's sacred. He'll just be like, this is yeah. I need to do this because it's important that you've, I you've, complete you've got, my task. The Assassin Brotherhood in. In, as we know it in one and forward, they're quite impartial to religion. So, like, if you know what I mean, they're not necessarily, they don't believe in it themselves in a way, from what I've seen, because mm -hmm. I don't remember them ever saying. They, they might have mentioned, like, say, gods here and there, but they themselves, they're on a, they're on a path of their own. Like, yeah, the assassin always, order's never so been religious. There's never really yeah. been a strict religion. There's, there have been people debating if, if they're Muslims, which is a bit random. Then, uh, what? They're not. Because no, Altair, Altair says, well, I mean, in Assassin's Creed laws, because people say, oh, but the Assassins yeah. didn't exist till this time. And I'm like, yeah, that's real life, though. In Assassin's Creed, in, in real life, there weren't, you know, space wizards either. Or pieces of Eden. So you've got to kind of, you know, understand that this lore is different. It's just based upon it's a video some things game, in real life. Sake. Yeah, of course. So exactly. it's like, so... in Assassin's Creed lore, of course, Assassins existed before, you know, the Masiaf Assassins. Of course but, they did. But back to the point I was trying to make is that because the Assassins are so like i said impartial to a particular religion would would that would that be i mean bayek is also an embodiment of ancient egypt so in this change would he realize that everything is bullshit and obviously then he would you know not necessarily not stop caring about that but understand that because he's got a higher purpose that's more important than following any religion that he might have believed before and thus when he's when he's giving birth to the assassin brotherhood as we know it with all that pain coming out of his out of his whatever over his uh, he's a man uh the, the when when he's when he's sort of creating this brotherhood in a way when he's forming it are we gonna are we gonna see him sort of not necessarily disregard his past but create a brotherhood that's impartial because it has to be when it comes to this mindset i think i think the whole point of um the creed and how he's going to construct it, because obviously, like we've been talking about, we know there's assassins, but even in the lore of Assassin's Creed, and Ashraf has addressed this, thank God, I'm glad he did, you know, we know there's yeah, well, assassins before, yeah. you know, 49 BC, um, but the way he is building the order to what we know it to be, you know, with a creed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, I think it'll be based around fighting against what he sees as this corruption. And he it'll be a lot of foreseeing the future, I think. He foresees the bad that's going to come. And we obviously know what that is because we've played games that are set in the future, you know, as a part of the Templars. And I think a lot of it will be to do with Juno and the Isu. And he'll have knowledge of that. And the Creed was yeah. designed to always fight against that and was actually designed yeah. in contradiction to that. I don't think this will be... It'll be Templar-focused, but I think we'll actually find this is more to do with uh, how 
how the Isu's influence on the current world and landscape of Egypt at the time has actually influenced the creation of an order that's destined yeah. to fight people like that, like yeah. Juno mm-hmm. and the Templars. And apparently it's obviously going to be about how the Brotherhood as we know it, so... I'll say going into Assassin's Creed 1, it'll be the Brotherhood as we know it there. Not, given the tweaks, of course, because there is a thousand year gap and then some as well. So there will be a lot lot of difference. But it's as we know it in, let's like, say, the tenants and things like that. So obviously they'd have to share some ideology. So it will have to advance a little bit beyond Egypt itself. So. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's obviously that's why that's why I thought. Does this mean that Bayek might obviously he's going to be he's, he's an embodiment of ancient Egypt? He's probably going to have religious views that are in line with ancient Egypt. So that made me think. Do you reckon he'll probably have to um, come to a point where he realizes that he, he's got this higher purpose? His this brotherhood has to have a higher purpose as well, and it's going to have to go beyond Egypt in a way. And like you said, it'll be about that, you know, rather than mm. about the um, rather than about uh, what he believes. Well, I think it's that, about him changing, isn't it? So you know. exactly, and it's like um, what was talked about by Ashraf. I think he suggested that, you know, this is the dying days of what um, Bayek is defending in terms of his Egyptian culture and heritage, and I think at some point he's got to realise that there's yeah, like you said, there's more to the world than just Egypt. his people. He's actually going to do what Connor did, right? He's not going to end the game and be like, oh, I failed. It was all about my people. He's going to be like, you know what? There's actually more important things. There's actually a higher purpose that I could be involved with, and he designs this to not just defend his culture, but a culture of the world and how he sees the world as it should be in terms of freedom and peace. And, you know, it's a striving to find the truth and find peace, but with, you know, the right way. Mm. And he, yeah. he goes beyond, he grows beyond it just being about his people, but being about everybody. Yeah. I really yeah. hope they do um, uh, enforce that kind of feeling of. You know, the Assassins were all about peace, whereas it kind of got a bit convoluted towards the newer games, and it was about freedom yeah. all of yeah. a sudden, whereas Assassin's Creed 1, it was peace in the Holy Land. I think I think they should go back to focusing on peace instead of freedom, because that was stupid. Because like they... Hades said, yeah, freedom exactly. is an in- it... uh, invitation <laughs> to chaos. When did it change from peace to freedom? Was it a... Assassin's Creed Assassin's 3. Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. Assassin's Creed 3 mostly, but the... There Obviously, were little hints there was of it a... in Assassin's Creed in 2, and even in 1. Bro- I think it's Bro- because... Well, 2 didn't have the hints, it just I mean, had well, a bit of well, a revenge story. Well, nah, because Ezio says when he's on the stage, he says, you don't need to follow anyone, you know, uh, you yeah, can yeah, make but... your own path, etc., etc. And I think that it's okay to have those hints, because the Assassins aren't about controlling the populace. They do want freedom, but they want order. They, exactly. Like, they, they think there should... Of course, there should be, like, some form of leader, you know, to con- to, to not to control the people, but to lead the you know the nation or whatever and well that's the thing that's the difference between what the assassins were in assassins creed one and the you know etia trilogy compared to assassins creed three and beyond is that the goal of the assassins is peace now the difference and so is the goal of the templars that's what we've always talked about the thing is freedom is the route that the the assassins take on the goal to peace whereas when you get to assassins creed three and what connor talks about he's never talking about peace he's literally just talking about freedom for the sake of freedom, Hatham, Hatham suggests that that is, you know, just an invitation to chaos, which is true. Yeah. The difference is the assassins in the past used freedom as a way towards peace. Now, the thing is they know at that time and at the time they're fighting that freedom is just going to cause war and chaos and that's what they're defending. They're just defending the idea. The point of the assassins back then is to guide themselves and to guide humanity into 
a peaceful, you know, way of, mm. you know, but, but in a free sense to, to, to come together in a way um, that's being free, but also is, you know, their route is about being freedom. You don't have to force anyone. They, their goal is to get to what the Templars want, but they, they want to just do it the right way. They see it as a long-term thing, as a struggle forever for humanity, whereas the Templars are like, no, I could do it in my lifetime. I just got to have a piece of Eden and control everybody. You know what I mean? Basically, it's like yeah. it's almost like patience. Templars have no patience, so they're just like, well, the best way to do it right now is to do it this way. Whereas the assassins are like, this is going to take thousands of years. This mm. is, and I think that's the biggest thing we could learn from um, Bayek as a character. And would be probably the most goosebump moment is that he kind of sits there and goes, and it's why I loved Ezio so much. At the end of his life, he's like, you know, I've done my part. I've done enough for one life. You know, what else can I do? Yeah. Whereas Bayek goes like, I'm building this creed. I'm not building it to solve the world's problems right now i'm building this because this is going to be a fight that's going to go on for thousands of years which we know it does mm, yeah and yeah. i've said i've said uh before i'd really like to have I, I think it'd be awesome to have a a link up at the end of bayek's story with altair have i don't know uh, whether it be uh, a scene with Altair knowing of Bayek, but never talking about it, just so Altair, we know Altair knew of Bayek's existence, just so we knew about Definitely how the... Definitely what happened, but I super saying. But it'd be, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, it and would also, be cool. It what would was, be very cool. What was, George, you had an idea that you spoke about earlier regarding... Um, it's basically, we have this whole three trilogy with Bayek. Yeah. And, you know, he goes through all these Love games. It. Love it. And at the end of the last game... He goes to Solomon's temple because he's got an apple and he puts it in Solomon's temple for Altair to find and it links Altair's story with Bayek's, which I think would be quite cool because be Jerusalem's really cool. been that's a city nice since 3000 BCE. Yeah, and, yeah that's yeah. true. It, 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 it all lines up. But Solomon's it. temple is already, you know, is lost before 49 BC. It's already lost. But he could find it. Like, you could just have it, you know, f you know, just have, just do something, you know, because I mean, he, you could have I mean, him obviously. go in there and find a way into some, you know, underground cavern or whatever. Sure, I guess And so. leaves the apple but there. It's, but it's also, you got to remember, it's not just an apple in there. That's the Ark of the Covenant. It's a religious thing that was supposed to be moved there thousands of years before, you know, as a part of biblical things. So it's not just something that he's putting an apple there. That's the Ark of the Covenant. So yeah. it's actually a story based before 49 BCE. I was, I was sort okay. of wondering if some... At some point, when say say what they could do, if like you said, you want Altair to have some form of knowledge of Bayek, and you want that to be sort of hinted in the game, what they could do is because everyone sort of going along the lines of could we be playing as say Desmond's son in the modern day, and obviously then there's the whole is Bayek related thing, blah blah blah. People are saying some people say yes, some people say no. Could there be not necessarily a relation between Bayek and Altair, but could that that relation not necessarily be how we're seeing Bayek's memories, if you know what I mean. But say it's Bayek's recorded them saying a piece of Eden, and Altair is sort of the one who's tapping into it, and that we only know that at the end of it, really. Well, I think by doing that, you're also then connecting a game set in 49 BC all the way to Altair's time. There's a thousand years between that that they yeah. might want to place games. And if you're then making the connection <laughs> yeah, it, that, you know, from it, this point all the way to Altair is now the connection. What about the things, stories that could happen between there with I games? Mean, they want to leave that open for connections to be made rather than... Yeah, true, kind of but I think obviously that connection doesn't have to be made necessarily in Origins. 
but maybe in the long run they could make they could make that. I mean, I just like I personally would just like a connection. Like it doesn't have to be anything big that sets anything. Like you know, I just because we know Bayek is the founder of the Assassin Brotherhood as we know it, and Altair is you know one of the the he's what revolutionized yeah revolutionized yeah he completely yeah revolutionized the Brotherhood um into what it becomes in the future. So I think those are two huge points of the Brotherhood. So I think it'd be nice just to have a nice, you know, this especially since it's the ten year anniversary, have something that links uh, Bayek's story of founding the Brotherhood with yeah, Altair, who was the first saying, yeah. Assassin's Creed game, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I just like a yep. nice little link there, if anything, you know, just something. I get what yeah, you're well, whatever it would, it would have to be somewhat minor, of course, or but you know, as long as the link's there and you know we know what's obviously like you said, ten year anniversary, they've got to do something. Yeah, I makes, mean. It's, I mean, if the game's bloody amazing, that that in itself is something. But mm. you know, yeah, and that I little hint would be nice. Yeah, and I said I don't know if yeah, because I, I made a video recently about the other playable characters and the fact that it's the ten year anniversary. Could they have taken the legacy missions? Could that be a thing that they'll, they'll end up including in the mm. game due to ten year yes. anniversary? Yeah. They're like, well, here you go, it's ten year anniversary. Let's give you a mission with each of the assassins just to show you know this <sighs> is the the previous ten years. You've got multiple like Ashraf's already said there are no time rifts in the game. But there are multiple other playable characters for select missions. And exotic moments, I do believe you mentioned. Um, yeah, and he says they don't want to talk about that yet. He's also brought up previously, you know, this is the 10-year anniversary, so that's obviously relevant to them when making the game. Is it possible yes. that they'll include the legacy missions? I, think, I mean... Oh, I just... I, I wouldn't put my money on anything. You know, them saying that, I'm like, that's cool and everything. But we're well, setting the bar and expect uh, the, yeah, the bar yeah. and expectations are very high i feel like we're only going to be disappointed with whatever it is if we expect something like that mm. yeah, yeah course, i think what, yeah. what he meant by 10 year anniversary is we want to make the game really bloody good that's i think all he meant is yeah. in 10 years it's the 10 year anniversary we want to make this game special you know yeah I think that's all it meant and i mean it's also, they're also saying you know it's the, it's the origin of the assassins they want to tell the origin story for the 10 year anniversary Which that's is, thing. yeah that also makes sense for a 10 year anniversary I was about to say, we, I was about to say, oh, we did it. <laughs> this is officially, we're not even off air yet. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, and we have hit 285 likes, 15 away from 300. This is the most liked and highest rated Kill Connor Club ever already. That's we, incredible. Episode 50. I'm so proud. Um, so keep liking this stream if you haven't already people listening like the stream right now get us past 300 and set a record that's going to be even harder to beat in the future for the podcast we keep breaking records and milestones this year with this podcast this year has been incredible it's awesome yeah yeah, that's really good thanks everyone for all those for all the likes all the support it's really great appreciate it Can, remember, can you guys even imagine, like, we've been talking for, you know, two hours and 15 minutes about Assassin's Creed, nothing else. Like, That's insane. Oh, yeah. And That's actually insane. being in, interested in the conversation, like... Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it, it, you know, it just it's, it, it does feel good to be able to do that and not get bored. Yeah, yeah it really does. I haven't felt like so that much since, to talk about. since like Unity, I, I like think, I, like... Like like I time. said, when Origins was um, proper, when we got that that thirty minute Origins demo, I was happy to be able to say that I liked the look of that game. Whereas yeah. with Syndicate, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I was quite, I was, I was, I did 
I suppose in in the the build up to syndicate, none of us. Three hundred really... likes. Sorry, three hundred likes. Jesus Christ. Three hundred. Jesus. Holy fuck. Bloody hellfire. I love you guys. We've just hit the goal for the whole episode. Exceeded Sweet it. Sweet boys. Oh, and live. Fuck yeah. That's okay. Insane. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. Continue, man. Yeah, no, that's no, fine. I've completely forgotten what I was. Oh, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> in the syndicate build up, we never had this. I don't think any of us really had any real, say, solid optimism going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's sure. quite obvious yeah, that, that we have now like it's quite obvious that we have at least some form of optimism because we're talking about the game and because because the game is how it is in what we've seen you know we're quite we're, we're quite optimistic we're, we're sort of you know we're not talking shit is what i'm saying here like yeah I don't I know. Think mm. we're not acting excited because we're just trying to hype it up for the sake of it we're actually optimistic and excited yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's a good it's Something a good that... feeling it's a really good feeling we're fair yeah. we're fair dinkum about this excitement <laughs> <laughs> we back <laughs> we back yeah it's we are absolutely fair dinkum right now ladies and gentlemen about our excitement for origins oh, um yeah. Yeah. i'm the excited so I mean I think there's still plenty we can talk about with um with this. I, I mean first of all, okay, okay, yeah, go for it. Um, people have been talking about the combat of Assassin's Creed Origins. Now. Yeah, this is probably a good. I like it to be honest. Um, not, not the looks, well, I want to know. What, I want to know what your guys' opinions are on the th- combat of the game. I think it functions. It seems to function well in terms of you know it's supposed to be difficult like it's supposed to take a little while it's supposed to be like you know a video game like an rpg where it's not just realistic you stab someone and they die it's you know there's boss battles this is challenging like the mechanics of it seem like it's going to work i'm sure it'll be fun and interesting and entertaining to play but it looks shit like in terms of the way it aesthetically looks like it it looks looks a bit clunky it looks different weirdly paced where all of a sudden it's really fast and you're going overly you know unrealistically fast and then all of a sudden you're going really slow in movements like it just looks weird it doesn't look good but it looks like it functions properly if that makes sense yeah then again you know we can't have like say start cinematic combat is unfortunately always going to be like you know unless you want to do annoying quick time it's always going to be fairly easy and sometimes tedious to do cinematic combat, but although it does satisf- it looks satisfying, but it can be tedious and it can be a bit easy, you know, a bit too easy. And thus, this what is this system where you know it's just more it's more open. There's you know it's not cinematic, say, and it looks a bit naff. But when you're playing it, I feel as if that won't matter too much. Like yeah, might, yeah. I don't think it'll be how it looks. I think it'll be how it feels and things like that. And I feel as if it's something that you're really going to have to get your hands on the controller and give it a try to be able to exact get the right feel of it like to be able to give a, an opinion on it you have to play it i think because it's not about how it looks it's about how it feels and how it functions and i think that because it's in this system it can be challenging and at the same time it can be fun so yeah that. yeah so i'm not mad too much about the way it looks because i mean i get that it's... it doesn't look great but i don't think it, that doesn't matter to me i prefer to have a game that plays well and is fun mm-hmm. and is challenging than something exactly. like brotherhood where if because we had like another brotherhood system where like because i i think yeah i think like the way ashraf talked about it i think i'm done with the animation like the paired animation system where you just you press a button you do an animation for an attack you do damage you do it again over and over again hitbox systems just to me feel way better to play with because they're just more challenging there's more skill there it's not just you know spamming attacks i suppose suppose an example of um a combat system that 
functions really well is again the and is is a hitbox based system is probably the witcher 3 mm-hmm. this there's obviously taken quite a bit from that as an overall game not just in this one little area but i feel as if this was one of the areas where it needed to take that system as well because the that that combat is obviously more challenging for one and at the same time and it also suits the rpg style a little bit more as well because a cinematic combat system in the middle of an rpg might feel a little bit out of place considering that the rest of the world is so open then you have this 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 meet to meet sort of animation Mm. that you keep doing if you know what i mean yeah of course plus that takes away from the point of having skills and having better weapons if you're just going to have an animation system for the combat because then it's kind of like what's the point in having an rpg if the combat's not challenging like in Assassin's exactly. Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, 3, um, 4, like, you know, all those ones, right? You had you had this com- you had this cinematic combat system, but you had these upgrades for these better these better weapons. But you know, you never noticed it, did you? Nah. The only thing you'd probably notice is the flintlocks in Assassin's Creed 4, the better ones killed the people, you know? Mm, yeah. Can we just say how awesome it is that there's no guns anymore in Assassin's Creed? Can we just take a minute? Can we just take a minute here and just appreciate that? that. Yeah. See, (laughs) this is so good. It's such good news. I like. So, so, what are your thoughts on the um the archery then? I think it's nice. Yeah. See, you mean the the only other time we've seen archery in Assassin's (laughs) Creed is in three, three, and that didn't do it. That didn't do it too well because it was. Because like it was similar to how they did the combat system, it was very in the in the like combat. Like you pressed a button yeah. and randomly did it. It was an animation rather than you actually doing it. Whereas with this, you're in control. Yeah, yeah. I liked. Like, I mean, Horizon. you could control the bow in in three, but it was shit. It, it was a secondary you, weapon opposed to the main to, one. You had to hit. You, the thing is though, for for Connor to to fire an arrow, you had to be aiming at someone. Yeah, yeah, you, you couldn't, couldn't just, just fire an arrow, and you couldn't you like just pull fire. it back you and hold it to like charge the arrow. like yeah. thing. There's like a proper archery it's system like in this game. Now. Yeah, now. So you used to be able to do that in like two and things, but you know, obviously, then three came along and you did that weird animation where you where you where you'd fist your hand if you know what I mean. You just do that, or you just have that weird tomahawk twirl. Oh yeah, because it's do you know why they did that? It's because there were kids in the game, and they didn't want you swinging your sword randomly at kids, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what they <laughs> no, said. Who cares, though? Oh, Ubisoft. I think that's, that's something they said. So instead, you just, do, you just do like a little flourish of your weapon instead. Where, where, whereas in... It, and then the thing is, though, you have firearms. You just can't fire them. But in Syndicate, you can aim them, and there are children in that as well. You can aim, you can aim say, your gun. And then if you, if you shot at a kid... The kid would just vanish for a second and then reappear. Yeah, that's true. That was really weird. That was like the kid would like flicker out of the animus. And... I, I must <laughs> say, I never found that out because I never tried to shoot a kid. You got to test oh. these things out. That's what we're here for. Oh, <laughs> we did try that many times. I, I think it's more. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you psychos. Uh... <laughs> I just want to. Oh god, I sound horrible, but it's, it's a game. It's pixels on the screen. Just let me kill it. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if there were any kids, <laughs> if there were any kids that I would want to kill in Assassin's Creed, it's the ones from AC3 that kind oh, of crowd around you, start like giggling at you. you. <laughs> yeah. So what's so funny? What the fuck? So, fuck off! Yeah. Like, what are you laughing at? You laughing at my race? Is it because I'm just Mohawk? God damn it! Yeah. Ubisoft's racist. Fuck them. 
How can a child look six years old and ten and have that shitty buzz cut all at the same time? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, multiple saves. Yes. Yes. Always yes. a good thing. So pleased that's back. They had to do it. Do, do we know how many? Uh, I'd say three. I'd right. say three, but they haven't Perfect. confirmed. Standard. So. That's a good. You only need two. Like you need one main one, and then you need one you can keep deleting. Yeah. That's all. Three yeah. is That's great though. Yeah, Three is well, a good time. Three's great. Three's great. Yeah, I tend to do. Thing is though, with with it makes sense to have multiple saves because of how the skill system is. You know, with the upgrades and things. Obviously, mm. that's an entire discussion on its own. But. Yeah. Because that you only, how many levels is it? Forty. Forty. It yeah, I think. Kill every single bar in forty levels. So you're gonna want to do the game one way, say your way, and then you're gonna want to try it another way, say, and that'll mm. be what a new save will be for, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. It, that's how I think it should be. So you'll be able to mix and match a little bit, play how you want, and it'll be great. Hmm. Okay. Are, are they gonna do it? Is in just three save files that are just three separate save files, or do you reckon they're going to do it in a style of like Skyrim? We have as many save files as you want, but you have to manage well, you them see, yourself. You see, oh, Skyrim like, only re- was really messy, well. with that. and and Horizon yeah, Skyrim does that was as well. Messy. Horizon has that. Yeah. Skyrim as well. was very messy with that. Will very they? Messy. No, but I think they'll do. Then there was special edition, which was which was a lot cleaner actually, because you could choose the character and then yeah. go to the save from that. Yeah, that's, that's I think I think they'll do. I think they'll do three separate save files, but within that, yeah. maybe save states. So you have like, yeah. you can save the like Horizon, like Skyrim, Witcher Three, maybe. But I don't know. I'm not really mad at whatever way they want to do it. So do you reckon F5 will be auto save? So I, I mean, controls, but it could be. I mean, same way The Witcher does it, they could definitely do that. But who knows? Yeah, F5 is auto save in The Witcher, just like it is in Skyrim. So. I mean that that begs the question: manual saves would that work for Assassin's Creed? I mean, if you're going to save, where are you going to save on the map? Yeah, I, 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 agree. I do feel I do feel as if it would probably save periodically. Yeah, yeah. But then definitely. again, yeah, you might you might want to say you might you might. I don't it'll know. save. It'll save I, every I, I so often. It'll saying, also yeah, save. Yeah. It'll also save when you finish quests or you know do something relevant but i think having because i think one of the things i disliked a lot i because with horizon you couldn't save from the menu could you you had to go to a camp did you to save yeah yeah that really yeah. annoyed me because like but I just, it wasn't a big like... deal because like i never other thing was i never turned my playstation off like i didn't cancel the game so i would oh. literally just turn my playstation off and walk off and come back and i was literally exactly where i was oh no nah, i don't do that it auto save. never risk it that. did auto save well, yeah but sometimes what i'd do is i'd have it like i'd just be d- messing around in the world for ages for, like, for hours just hunting things and i'd be like okay so now i have to save the game and to do that i've got to go all the way to a camp and i didn't have like a fast travel pack so i'd have to find my way all the way to a camp it's like it's not that bad camps, but it's just a little bit not, the camps aren't that far like they're so close together and i, know, I used to discuss still like, like everything so use like, them for fast travel but don't use them for saves i just think you should, you should be able to save from the pause menu it's just easier i mean i th- i thought it was fine because i mean it did checkpoints and auto saved it wasn't that big of a i mean you i know it wasn't the golden fast travel pack i know you could i know it, so. i know there's ways around it and like there it's not i just don't think it's the perfect system i think i would change yeah, it if no. i could but it's not it's not that bad that it ruins the game i just mean if i would like in an ideal could world you, i think just you, just let me save from the pause menu it's just it's just easier Do you, i don't I, also talking towards because i mentioned fast travel I don't think you should be able to fast travel from the, from the pause menu. I don't think you should be able to go into the map and just choose something. Like, oh, I want to fast travel here. I think you should have to go to one of the fast travel points like, like The Witcher and then fast yeah, travel like, here. Yeah. 
I, um, I think I agree. Yeah. I think there maybe should be some ultimate way at the end, like yeah, the, the golden fast travel pack where you can, but like through the main game. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Because when you finish games, I feel like you should just have ways to just get around all the bullshit. But on the way there, you should enjoy the journey kind of thing. Yeah, I want yeah. I want to be able to get lost in the world. I want to do what I did in things like Horizon and Witcher, is to be going on a quest, I find something. I'm While I'm while I'm doing that side quest, I'll accidentally stumble across, you know, some other, like, hidden thing. I'll explore that, and then I'll just be like, like, three hours later, I'll be like, fuck, I don't know what I, don't know what I was doing in the first place, but I've just done so much shit. That's what I want to have in this game. That's the kind of yeah, experience but- I want. The, the thing is, though, I feel as if the world will be too big to not have fast travelling in some way. I think they'll have fast travel, for sure. They can't not have fast travel. Yeah, well, but it's how it's done, isn't it? Like, I mean, obviously, you should probably have to go to, like, a certain location, like in The Witcher, where you have to go to those... Signposts, the, 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 yeah. The signposts, yeah. And then you can fast travel... And it'll be say, from the pause menu, I guarantee you. It'll be a fast travel from the pause menu, and it'll be viewpoints, again. Do you think... Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's I not a bet, massive business. I'd make a money bet with all of you right now. Yeah, well, I'm mm, gonna take you. Do you know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm not actually mad at that because that means you obviously you have to locate these places. You have to synchronize on them. I'd say once you've synchronized mm-hmm. on them, then you can fast travel to them. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Because then, because it, it cause worked. If, it's worked. Yeah. Because then, because then, to when you're first exploring the world, you can't just fast travel around. You have to go no. and explore these places. Once you've explored the whole world, then you can fast travel back to places if you want to. And then, if you still don't want to, yeah. you don't have to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. That's and fine. Pl- and you have to. And you don't just go to like a you know a campfire and unlock it. You have to climb up and synchronize, right? Yeah. You're synchronizing yeah. with that area. That's the point of the animus, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you're also, I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't think viewpoints unfog the map anymore, though. They do. Do they? they do. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah, 100%. Okay. 100% sure. Um, but you also walking said also walking around, unfogs. yeah, will also unfog the also map. What else would Senu be the point of them? Because uh, they're to train Senu, apparently. When you, when you synchronize, it increases Senu's abilities or something. That's actually pretty cool. So that's something to do that. And he's also saying, like, oh, have you not ever wondered why around all viewpoints in Assassin's Creed games there's always an eagle? That game, This game's going to explain that. It's like, well, how? What does that... What do you mean? The spirit of Senu is always around the world. Like, I'm confused. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot more to some gameplay All the elements. eagles in Assassin's Creed are related to Senu. Senu's the first eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Senu's the first and last eagle ever. Uh, he's the last... Medi- he's the first Medici. That's what he is. <laughs> first and last Medici. <laughs> Oh, Lorenzo de Medici is Senu. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you fell into the Arno. <laughs> <laughs> you fell into Arno. You came out as Lorenzo de Medici. Too much oh, of the King's God. Champagne, have we? Yeah, when Lorenzo oh. was telling the story about falling into the Arno, he forgot to mention that he was actually an eagle before he fell into the Arno. When he came out, he was a person. And Giovanni was there staring at him oh, like, no, what the fuck happened? You were a bird. What is going on? Oh, God. Then he became the prince of Firenze. Classic. Jamie says, now nah, viewpoints don't unfold the map. I swear. I swear Ashraf says it's only for training senior. Okay, Jamie, you don't have to I swear on everything. but you know. I, That's what I thought as well, but I'm not entirely sure. But maybe it unfolds the fast travel in that location. I disagree because the, because um, yeah, I, I do think it unfolds the map as well. I think From it what does I saw because the map, otherwise... It looks like, it's going to be really unclean. Like if, if just yeah, walking I, I around like unfolds the like map, it. yeah. Yeah, viewpoints have like to do as well all. to make it so it's not patchy. It by radius. 
Yeah, I agree. That'll annoy. That'll as a completionist and as an OCD person, that'll annoy the fuck out of me. Like that would really annoy me. Yeah. I mean, the thing is though, if it is unfogging the map only by a little radius, and you you see exactly where you've been on the map, you can see where you haven't been as well. Even after you've been in that area and done a load of things, you can see exactly where you haven't been, and then you can go ahead and do that. And come the end. Your OCD will be up the walls and you'll be mad by the end of it. You'll be scratching. You'll be scratch. You'll have loads of injuries on your arms from self harm and this <laughs> this madness. But by the end, you should have. Once you see that the maps are completely unfogged, everything you, you'd be like, all right, okay, I'm done now. So it's time, time, time to time to wait for the time to play it again or something. Whatever, whatever you do, probably probably turn off your console and go to sleep or something. But you know, yeah, everyone's saying that. Ashraf has said it doesn't unfold the map, and I feel like because when I said it to you, I th- I thought I'd heard it as well, so I feel like that is the case. That they I never heard. You did say that it was only really for training the, the, the that 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 eagle. I feel thing. like it was at the E3 Coliseum Lorenzo thing. I, I swear he said that. How does it train, Senate? How? What do you mean? Can't his... a big tower. How the fuck does that train the bird? He's like, I, I don't fucking know. He said, it's this is how you climb. What? <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's just, he unfogs the map. He unfogs no, he's, I, he's already said it doesn't unfog the map. I'm sure of it. I wish I could find it. I remember hearing it. He said the, the, they Maybe don't unfog the map well, anymore. Oh, it's... God, that's going to... The, the, the unfogging better be really broad. You know what I mean? I like, it, it better will. be like... Because AC3... Remember AC3 where it's like you walk around and unfogs the map and it does nothing? Like, yeah, it's like, like the tiniest path. little line. Yeah. It's like spaghetti. It's like spaghetti lines all around the map. That... Made me sick. That piece of shit game made me fucking ill. He said it on Twitter. Like, what was that? What? Just in Assassin's Creed 3 where it unfogs the map. Piece of what? shit game. Nah, I don't like AC3. It better be massive, like, a really broad brush where you just walk anywhere and it just unfogs, like, a kilometer around you. you better fucking do that shit. Yeah. Even so, though, it was, like... Because then I'm just literally going to be walking in, like, weird... Like I'm literally just gonna walk the whole map, and like I'll be like, oh, I missed that little like little triangle, little tiny area. So I'm gonna have to walk there. It'll just be so annoying. It'll be it'll be so unimmersive. Yeah, we yeah. Need, maybe Senu unfogs the map for you as she finds that. That 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 might make that might be what it is. You don't that know. That makes sense. It, as she it, flies I mean, around, obviously... she unfogs the map. Senu no. Senu doesn't unfog maybe the map. Senu he's already, the he's already map. said that. Flying a Senu won't a... unfog the map, but walking around and exploring will. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, not flying as but obviously how it would explain it, say, Senu's obviously soaring about above your head somewhere, doing whatever whatever Senu's do, probably plotting her, her reincarnation as Lorenzo okay, here de Medici. We go. Someone said, does Senu unfog the map as she flies, or is it done by walking and viewpoints? He said, no, Senu does not unfog the map, only physically stepping into when an area will unfog it. And then it says, do we oh, have right, to so walk to area, unfog yeah. the map like in AC3, or is it like the other AC style? He said, it's unlike any other AC. You have to visit the zone, but it unfogs a large area, which always has a name. Oh, so you have the different oh, right. areas. Oh. You've got like an island, a section, which yes, have things course, to do within it. So when you go in the area, so it unfogs that, that region, little section. It, yeah. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I see that here, yeah, I'm looking on the map. It that says, makes, like, yeah. West Giza Gnome, and it also says Fayum as well, and but Fayum those, Oasis. But I think it's the smaller just, areas, that, though. I don't, think it, I don't think stepping into unlocks the huge area that is that section. Well, like, if you yeah, step into yeah, Giza, yeah. it's not going to unlock Giza. It's like, if you step into the pyramids, it'll unlock the small section that's just the pyramids. Like, yeah, when that, no, you I'll, go into, yeah, like, a town, and it unlocks the town. I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. As long as the map doesn't look messy, it's fine. 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that. So it's just like you've got to visit every location. So it's it unfolds by location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. um, Like if anyone's interested, Ashraf answers all questions on Twitter. Um, So yeah, he answers. He's constantly answering answering questions. Like if you go into his Ashraf is male. Does Senu have a big penis? (laughs) If you go into his tweets (laughs) and replies, he's always replying to questions. uh, Talking about you know. (laughs) Is it true uh, that Bayek is the last Medici? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he said, so someone's asked him, uh, hey, you say the game is not a reboot. Will it be explained how there exist assassins before Bayek or if he creates the order? And he said, free will versus order has existed throughout time. We're talking about the origin of the Brotherhood of C and AC1. He must get really tired of answering that question. Yeah. People ask Just like, that I get time. tired of being of answering questions on live streams. Like, what's your favorite Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, oh, okay. oh, yeah. That's I get that question, question every other minute. Question. This, this is as well makes me, makes me wonder yeah. about legacy <laughs> missions as well, because they've said, uh, in case you didn't see the question about legacy outfits, could you answer? And he says, you know, legacy outfits, etc. And he says, we're not talking about that yet. Could that mean there's more to it? Really legacy missions? Yeah. I don't know. I think you really want this to I be I do a really thing, want it. I think it's going to disappoint you. And I think it's going to really upset you because you're going to be too invested in this idea. Because I'm not expecting it, but I'm still really hoping for it because just the way he's talking about it, I'm still like, oh, there's still a possibility there to me. So I'm just still I'm still hoping for it. Come on. That's of course what I'd want to. I want what you want. I just don't expect it. I mean, I don't expect it either, but I'm still hoping because they've got everything else right that we've talked about. So I'm like, well, what if, you know, it's possible. Like as well, I remember on Kill Connor Club one time, I brought up, you know, going underwater anywhere on the map and being able to explore tombs that might be underwater, and that's in the game. And I'm like, yes. Things like that. Yeah. This is one of them things where... They just, they've, they've just been listening to the Kill Connor Club for the last been. three years. I, I reckon they've been listening to Wishlist. That's what they've been doing. They've been like, let's listen to that Wishlist. I reckon they've been listening to just James. I honestly think they've been listening they've been to Wishlist. I listening to all like, of our videos. Because, well, I think they have as well. Because it was like, you know, do you remember when um they asked for information about uh, economics and I made a video on that and they said, oh, thanks, yeah. We, obviously, we know about your videos. Yeah. Super helpful and stuff like that. I reckon they have been watching all of us. Of course they have. They've been on here like, what does everyone want? Let's see if we can just get a good idea of what the, what people want. See if we can integrate that in a way that still works with our game and things like that. I'd say, of course they have. They've been listening to us, but they'll never admit. <laughs> yeah, they'll never. They'll admit never acknowledge ever. us. They'll listen to us, but they won't acknowledge. And us. then they'll tweet out. Uh, they'll tweet out AC videos, videos, and be like, really good video. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and they'll be like, Colm, you're really sweet. You're, you're a fully synchronized assassin. He's like, yeah, sweet, I'm community it's, leader. Yeah. I don't mind. We're, we're, like, we're like Batman. We're, we're in the background doing all the work that matters. And they won't acknowledge yeah. us. We don't need to be thanked. They'll thank we're the, the hero. We're the, he- we're the heroes the Assassin's Creed community deserves, but not the one that needs yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're the <laughs> well, ones that they listen to and take on board, but they'll never talk about us. They'll just talk about yeah, the ones. I, mean, I, I personally don't care much if they don't acknowledge us. I just enjoy talking about it, to be honest myself. I like to see they've been listening, at least. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all racist. Well, James is racist. Okay, well. Stand with me um, <laughs> and show them what it means to cross the assassins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's create our own assassin order. Let's do it. We can have matching hoods. Okay, like like the Brotherhood not... in, in Rome and Brotherhood, where they all wore Ezio's Brotherhood outfit yeah, when they got they to Master do? Assassin. Because oh. those are Master Assassin robes, that's why. I still Very think Ezio should have been special. Ezio should have had like a special robe for the Mentor when he became the Mentor. But he yeah, is there no Mentor robes? Apparently not. 
So do you want to go to the chat now? We're in the last, you know, 20, 25 minutes of the podcast. Do you want to go to the chat now and just answer any and all questions that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, we can do. From people, because we haven't really read the chat. We've just kind of, for the last two and a half hours, just talked and talked Jeez. and talked. Yeah. We've talked for a solid time about Assassin's Creed. That's insane. It's been yeah, a, this whole been podcast a, been a literally time. is just Assassin's Creed Origins in-depth discussion with the four pillars. That's all this is. There's nothing else. That's I didn't amazing. write a list. I just wrote questions about Origins I wanted to ask you guys. That's all I wrote. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. We'll I'm really, I'm really pleased amount, we've managed yeah. to do this. I'm really happy we're all interested and excited for Origins as well. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was a little bit skeptical that we might have like a divide between us. Meaning that when I say divide between us, I mean that Tyler would not like it and the rest of us would. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it's turned out well. So, yeah. I mean, I'm still the most skeptical I think out of all that's of us. That's true, but, you know. but you're always skeptical, but so it's, it's all yeah, right. It's um, super skeptical. So let's have a look. What we got in the. There, there are, that's true. You can be one of those. And I'll assassinate. Yeah. We're all going to assassinate the crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> the crocodile I'll, I'll definitely, as soon as the game comes out, I'm doing an assassinate the crocodile video. Crocodile in the I'm crowd. I'm going to find the crocodile and shank it. Up I'm one. Sure. I, feel, I feel like we all need to do one. Um, so that everyone can assassinate the crocodile. Um, yeah. Alright, what have we got so in the we... chat anyway? So we got, um, uh, how do you think the Templars will turn up in Origins? Hang on, no hang on. Before you say that, Frankie just said, my favourite is George because he is the first brother. No, he's not. Yeah. James is the other brother. <laughs> what the first brother? What does that mean? The first one. It's the first Medici. The first Medici. Yeah, that's me. Oh, first God. Medici. All right. <laughs> so, Templars. What about them? Well, how do you think they'll show up in Origins? They don't. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they will either. I, I think that the Templars were founded as Templars a little late, but there are apparently some equivalent that is, isn't is called the Templars or the Knights Templar or anything like that, but I think there is yeah. going to be that obvious... There's a, a similar order that's around I mean, at that time. Do you think it'll... have said... Maybe his instruments. Um, maybe his instruments in the first the, will. They think I the think crocodile so. is an organisation. <laughs> The, the James I said that okay. because 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 in the art it's the the article that was written about it said something really uh, along those lines saying there are people all around wearing like crocodile things like crocodile oh, hat yeah. things the, so the, I just the, assumed the, like it was like a, an organization but I suppose they're just the crocodiles men. I mean the crocodile the crocodile mask would be a reference to the Sobek god, the crocodile god. And I'd say that's that's the the crocodile I would say is possibly playing on that. And that that adds to my Could theory be. of uh these targets you're going to be assassinating all control pieces of Eden. So I would say this so, guy so is actually, claiming to be Sobek, Sobek, the crocodile god. So we're actually going to fuck um, Sobek and but he's not, but he's obviously not. He's just pretending through pieces of Eden. And I would say the populace nah, is being controlled. So uh, by pieces of Eden, and Bayek has to go around taking out these various guys that happy to be. They're not Templars; they're just controlling, and they could be influenced by Juno. Maybe not. Who knows? But um, they're just yeah. twats. There's, there's that, and I think that 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 makes that makes sense to me. That makes so. sense, yeah. Yeah, and it, the weird thing is though that whole theory and the way that it makes sense links up with that that random dude that messaged me that uh, I have insider knowledge about Assassin's Creed Origins, but I can't say much, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which, I mean. <laughs> we obviously can't trust oh. some guy but it, i mean it, it's it's funny that it does link up with that because like it makes sense it does make sense maybe that guy's just got lucky with his bullshit maybe or maybe it is some guy that's actually leaking it 
and we just think it's a load of bullshit. Obviously, we're not going to talk about it, and we're not <laughs> yeah. going to go over it because it's just some guy. But I mean, it could very well yeah. be true. When the it's game just comes some out, guy. I'm like, oh, have a profile picture. It was some guy leaking it. Nah, it's just some dude. And then he deleted his conversation with me, so I can't reply to him. Oh, it's just it's just yeah. some guy. But you never know. When the game comes out, it could be a dude actually leaking information. You never know. I probably won't even look yet. back and try to compare, so I won't even know. Mm. Uh, we already know the crocodile's a person, so yeah. Nah, it's just an it's just an animal. Doing back when that was up for debate. Do you think it will show how Bayek became an assassin? I mean, that's probably the point, you know. Yeah, because he has. Because you see, um, I think he's gonna find <laughs> out about. I think he's gonna find out about Darius and people like that, and I think that's gonna influence him to start the order because he he because yeah. the hidden the hidden blade we know he's in the game. He doesn't have the hidden blade at the beginning. I would assume he get he makes his own. I think. I think you have to craft it. Yeah, because you see him at the beginning of the game. Like you see when he's fighting the snake, he has all of his ring fingers, uh, all of his all of his ring fingers, all of his fingers on his left hand. <laughs> all, all of his ring all fingers. Of he has seven. Um, of but seven ring fingers. But on his um. On on the picture you see of him where it's just him that I cut out, he's missing his ring finger, and other there's other scenes in the game where he's missing his ring finger. So, so obviously, yeah, finger. you're gonna see him create the hidden blade. Have to that's create be, his finger. That's gonna be quite um, the watch, isn't it? It's gonna be quite the watch to gonna, see him cut his finger off. Yeah, and you're also gonna see that he in the, you see the scene where he does the confession. He has the feather that he wipes on the guy. So um, yeah, yeah there's that. I saw that. You so, know what's weird though? A lot of the statue of Darius in um, Sanctuary has ten fingers, whereas Bayek has nine. Does it actually? Yeah, Are you sure? Sta- statue of Darius. That makes 10, yeah, no sense though. Well, that makes no sense because that's before Altair, so. Yeah, before Altair, before Bayek as well. I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah, yeah he does Let's have all his real. fingers. Like, yeah. Guys, guys, they don't cut off their fingers. Remember, did you not Did you not watch the movie? They don't cut <laughs> off their fingers off till later, right? Like, they just do it randomly. <laughs> yeah, they they do, sometimes do they do it, sometimes they, they don't. Did. We don't know, yeah. In, in the movie, what? How did they cut off his finger in the movie? Did they just did they just use the hidden blade? They just to cut used it off? the hidden blade, didn't they? What, I thought he just... put it in some weird contraption, like cut it off that way. Oh, did he? I don't remember. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. Who cares? It was really hard to see because the movie looked like complete crap, and it was. <laughs> and I was there's just sand everywhere, wasn't there? So let's just yeah. Who cares? It was shit. It was really dusty, and and it looked like they were, they were using like 1990s cameras, and they were editing it with like a high contrast, and that was it. Oh, let's so, not even talk about the movie. We don't even talk about it. It doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, so... Movie, never heard of it. Uh, yeah, there was an honest movie. Lineage. Talking about Lineage, yeah. I know. That, that <laughs> not was a movie. Uh, Embers. Embers was the only Assassin's Creed movie. That was really good. Um, Lineage Embers was the only the real Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> It'll be cool if you can recruit Assassin's I don't think we're gonna... I don't think you're gonna see... I don't think there's gonna be... I mean... Uh, I mean, I guess we're gonna see the birth of the Brotherhood. So in terms of that, surely he's gotta meet people that want to help his cause. Yeah, I reckon that'll be more think? dabbled in in the second game if we have a trilogy with him, more like Brotherhood. That's a point. Do, do we all, are we all in agreement that we think we're definitely getting at least two games from this one character? Yeah. Or... I mean, I'm hopeful, but I'm not. Hopefully. Do you still think there's a chance they'll just ditch him and go on something else? There's a for sure a chance. It's more than a chance. It's, I'd say it's you know the probability is more than fifty percent chance they'll get rid of him. I hope That's my worry, to be honest. I don't want them to get rid of like the character because. Neither because, do I. But, uh, I mean, if if, if I mean if Bayek is utter shit, then uh, okay, maybe understandable. But I don't think he will be. 
But the thing is, what makes me doubtful is the fact that we're going in. He's already experienced. He's in his thirties. Of course, he's adapting to the world. How how, how long is this guy gonna live? You know. Oh, I want to see him continue to develop the order. Maybe if he gets a piece of Eden, he sees. Uh, it's like how the Apple showed Altair life life lengthening uh, methods. Maybe, maybe Biax sees them. Well, them. even just like if the games don't go for that long, so like his three games are based over ten years or fifteen years, so it'd be like yeah. end of when forties five. And in fairness, and in fairness, Ezio was in his thirties, late thirties before Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. He was in his late thirties and two. By the yeah, end of it, that game spanned twenty three years. Hmm. From so he was, he was forty, then. 50, and he was fifty three before he, you know we were done playing as Ezio. Yeah. So yeah, but he's Ezio, he's the greatest assassin of all time. So you know, so yeah. he scored some yeah. points late. He's great. Yeah, yeah. What else is is in the chat, James? You found anything uh... else? That we've... Just a lot of shit in it, really. People yeah, trying to make people memes talking shit. Chat. Yeah. Um... Classic. Oh, how Classic. obvious oh, do you a think lot of, the difference lot... in wealth between district will be? So like, I think it'll be a main point of differentiating it because on the website they mentioned that sea was quite a quite a poor place like it's not you know big and but meanwhile you've got like this huge city of alexandria that's going to be noticeably um they said it's like you can tell that it's uh it's it's quite chaotic and there's a lot going on so it's going to be way more busy and you're going to see like you know people going about their business stuff like that so I think there's going to be. I think the way they're going to show the contrast between wealth and districts, I think, is by the amount of people and the way that the NPCs are acting within the areas. So I guess, you know, in in Alexandria, it's going to be different to somewhere like Siwa. So I think that it will be. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for some really immersive sounds when it comes to mm. cities, because a lot of the time it's the sounds that lets it down. You know. Yeah, some yeah. immersive sounds, some nice immersive uh, ambient music like, as like, well. Well, I don't know. Like you got the ambient music has got. A, it's got to be an, an alive, because the city's alive, isn't it? So you've got to have some alive ambient music. Like, yeah. for, for say, if the city's dense and packed, it's got to feel alive. So someone it's got to have said, that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Someone, someone said, and it's I think it's a, it's a strange point, actually, and that, you know, so when you want to switch between night and day, you can just hold down the right stick at any time. And then it'll just now, wait, wait. It? It'll just, at any time, just hold down the right stick, it'll, it'll just cycle through day and night. Um, That's interesting, like but will there be a day and night cycle flow? There will, yeah, there'll be a day and night cycle, I'm sure of that. But if you want to change it manually, you can do. Uh, I personally, I think it's a cool feature. Like, yeah, sure, it looks oh, yeah. nice, doesn't it? But, <laughs> Jesus Wait Christ. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I personally think it would have been better to just free up that button and have that as a hood up and down animation. Like, why, yeah. why not do that? I agree. That would that makes way more so sense. So crazy. Yeah. And then just go into the menu and cycle day and night, etc. Yeah, you could have yeah, put a day and night enough. in the menu. That would have been a way better switch. Why'd they put hood in the menu day night on the controller? Well, it should have been the other way around. I mean, I don't I'm not fussed if you go into if you go to the um and just go hood down in the menu, then go back out and the hood's down. It would that that I, all I want I want to see an animation for the hood. It's fine, down, but they could honest. have done the animation, like they could have done the other way around. Yeah. To there be is fair, a meditation the mo like the mode in the game as well, so you can just do that as a day-night cycle too. To be fair, they probably saw you know Bayek's ugly bald head and thought no one really is gonna want to put the hood down anyway. So that's not even. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not gonna put the hood down. He looks ugly as fuck. I'll probably take it down sometimes just for immersive purposes. Shit, big nose. Shit, 
shit hair. Like, come on, yeah, guys. Should have had like a, some nice slick back hair ponytail. Yeah, exactly. Ed's yo. Exactly. No, no, pon- no ponytail. Oh, no. no ponytail. Edward. Just some nice slick hair. Just some nice slick hair. Yeah. There's nothing I appreciate more on anybody than hair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you should have had a second face on the back of his head. Okay, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Shit, I did, George. What else is in the fucking, uh... What else is in the chat? Uh... We're curious about oh. the language and the people in the city are speaking, because obviously we don't know as much about ancient Egyptian sound. But, well, people know more than you think. You just need to do a bit they of research. They all speak English and they all sound British. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that'll be how it is. But obviously, obviously in a city, they don't have... What they're saying is irrelevant. So they might be speaking in, say, the language that they were speaking, which was Egyptian spastic. No, I don't know what it was. Is it some language? So Marcus Blackburn just donated two pounds and said, well, what about these or whores? groups like Thieves or Horse, so the different factions. Well, I don't think those factions are going to be there like they are, but there's a potential... You know what? I don't actually think there are any factions like that. I think the followers you get are on specific... But like on specific missions, you see... Uh, like in some of those missions you saw people playing, you actually had followers. So like in specific missions, people will follow you and help you out for those missions. So you're not going to need those factions and stuff like that that are just in the open space. So I think it's kind of unique to missions. I love how a faction in Assassin's Creed is called the Whores. (laughs) (laughs) So where the fuck's James gone? I'm here. Is James still there? No, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. I'm very quiet. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm just on Twitter. I just... Arguing with Aussie again. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> appara- apparently, I'm, I'm not allowed to say that AC videos make shit content, apparently. Who said that? Aussie. I mean, Who's that? He's the one that he's thought the... um, calling um, Aboriginal Australians was racist and wrong. And he thought calling Indigenous Australians Aboriginals was racist. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. It's that guy. Oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, you've heard it here first. Tyler thinks Buddy Ozzy's a fucking idiot. Oh, I'm actually seeing this. Let's read this, shall we? Uh, let's find it. Iker, he is hating as usual. James, it's just how it can't be changed, man. Uh, so, his content is shit. I'm going to say that. What's your point? Maybe these videos are effort to him, but not to you. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're, uh, I mean, there's not no effort in... I'm not even going to say very much, but I'm saying there's not no effort in AC. There's just very not little. doing the heavy lifting. This is not very. Yeah, yeah. It's just instead of like. No, no, no. Doing... Okay, guys. No, we're not talking about this. We don't need to apologize. Yeah, no, 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 that That's is... our opinion. We don't give a fuck about AC videos, so I'm not going to apologize. None of us are. Fair so beach. shut the fuck up. Yeah, you got a problem with that. videos? His videos are you... shit. Yeah, yeah if you've got a face for that yeah, shit. Yeah, if you've got a problem with it, get the fuck out of my face and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. It's, yeah, my point. Beach. My point isn't by hating on him or it's going to change anything. I'm like, I don't give a shit if it does or not. I'm just going to voice my opinion that I think his videos are shit. And I'm going to continue to do that, as long as he makes shit videos. Oh, okay, same, with the same way I do it with BPR as well. I think his videos are shit, uh, okay. and I'm going to keep saying it. Alright, okay, back to what the chat is saying, because that's yes. probably more interesting. We're almost at the end of the podcast. Uh, We've got about six minutes left, so let's just... We'll go through all the stuff, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, yeah. holy shit. Three full hours of nothing but the four pillars talking about Assassin's Creed. That's, that's crazy. Who would have thought? Who'd have thought that would ever happen? <laughs> I did. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I oh. didn't. 
Oh, oh God. I mean, after 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 um Origins is like the announcement and things, I did think yeah, probably would have a lot of Assassin's Creed talk here, but yeah. three hours of just that and not much else besides how you're doing, etc. Yeah, yeah, how she does that. Yeah, we uh, I, content, I want to ask bro, are, Ethan, are you streaming after this or not? Uh, I don't think I am. No, you're not. Are you I'd streaming know, at all? Because I think I was going to stream a little bit later on at some point. Some black. You can stream a little bit later on, but then again, there's. There's obviously the mistake that is Cryo's cabin that. Oh, is that happening? There. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could stream. Yeah, I could stream for a couple hours before then. Oh yeah, Possibly. absolutely. We'll I mean, there there are a few hours going. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Some three, so you know, go for it, man. All right, I'll I'll figure it out. Um. Uh, James, uh, there's a big question for you from Big Up Model Rocks in the okay. chat. Yeah, I see it. How many times a day do you eat? Depends on the day, doesn't it? <laughs> Is that a mean, real question, Ben? Depends what you mean, Ben. Yeah. Do, you mean, do you mean full meals? Do you mean, you know, every time, you know, I just, you know, maybe grab a biscuit? You know, what, what do you mean? Really There's any more, any more details? This isn't, you know, this is... yeah, how, how many, how, how much tea and biscuits do you have a day, James? Depends. In the winter, oh. I do, I do, I am, I do like a good, you know, tea and biscuits. But in the summer, no, 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 no. I, I could not drink tea now. I'd probably melt, actually. Um, oh my god, oh no, 33 degree days, oh no. We don't have air Shut conditioning. No, no one has air conditioning Shut in the up. UK. It's, so it's horrible. Can you imagine it? You you, you wouldn't be able to deal with it. I lived in a place it, that not, had like 100% humidity and like 40 degree days, bro. But did you have air conditioning though? I didn't have air conditioning in my parents' place. They got, I'll show you what, they've got air conditioning now that I moved out, the fuckheads. My parents got air conditioning installed in the house. We had fans, but like we didn't have air conditioning. It's just too hot, though. Fans don't do anything because they just blow hot air when it's hot. Yeah, yeah well, uh, you know, it's horrendous. No. Yeah, but I also lived in the state I lived in because it's so hot. We had, like our floors are tiled. Mm. Like we don't have carpet floors in our houses. Like that's weird. Like in our bedrooms, there's carpet on the floors, but in the house, like it's all tiles. Okay, because it's okay. too hot all the time. Even winter, like the the coldest it gets in like Queensland is like twenty degrees. Okay, it's fucking warm all year round. But in but in Melbourne where I'm now, it's cold as fucking shit right now, all the time. How cold are we talking? Ah, uh, not as cold. It's not snowing. It's not like that's the difference. Like you guys, so it gets you hotter than you say with twenty degrees. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's like well, right now it's probably like seven degrees. That's seven good. Degrees. I wish it was seven degrees, sir. I love cold. Okay, let's, love let's not cold. talk about the weather. I'm done talking about the weather. Welcome back to Kill Corner top. Club, where we're talking about the weather. Well, well, I was. if you were still talking about air conditioning, I would have made the joke that we'd spent three hours talking about AC in some <laughs> That's <laughs> true, yeah. Well, oh, um, I'll talk about car someone... insurance now, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just like, I live in Texas, 106 degrees. I don't think you understand that 40 degrees is more than 106 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm talking about Celsius, a real measurement, you fuck. Fuck Fahrenheit. It's so stupid. No one uses Fahrenheit. No one uses Fahrenheit. I think Dad uses Fahrenheit. Yeah, Dad uses Fahrenheit because he likes to pretend he's in America. That's. He has the car's temperature reading set to Fahrenheit for some reason. But he's in England, so it doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's because he likes likes being in America, so he likes likes to pretend that he's still there. He the point. Of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just t- t- 
tell your dad to, to, to notice where in his car his steering wheel is. <laughs> <and that's not laughs> classic, classic what side of the road do. you drive on? Uh, me too. He likes to pretend he's in America, so he drives up the wrong side of the road just for lols. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, of course the major crash. He's just driving up the right side of the road. Oh god. Uh, Jesus. Uh, okay, well, we've got to the full three now. Not we haven't yet. Not we're nearly there. I'll, I'll, re- I'll go through the patron stuff. Might as well, since we're here. Uh, we might as well start okay. wrapping up. We're getting there. So, thanks everyone for joining us for the 50th. Well, it's the 51st episode, but the official episode 50 of Kill Connor Club uh, with the four pillars. Talking about Assassin's Creed Origins. It's been crazy. Uh, if you want more yep. of this, you want some exclusive stuff, you haven't had enough of you know, the Kill Connor Club goodness. You can check out that top link in the description if you're an audio listener. It's uh, www.patron.com forward slash as always. Pledge just $1 a month. You get access to tons of extra content. It's a really good time. Uh, we talked about all kinds of good stuff, and that will, of course, support myself and Tyler uh, with stuff that we are doing, so I'd really appreciate that. And some of the people that are supporting us over on As Always are Ben or Moderox, Ian or Zeno Rio. we got Seth, Damien, Josh DeVillier, Lumistrad, RavJ, that random name though, or Craig, Zach Neely, uh, OG Adogo, Tyler Tranter, Yazen, Brendan, and Pinkflame313. Sweet vintage lads, plus a ton of other people, of course, um, on there as well. But to get name, but to get your name read out, like someone asked earlier on, it is a uh, five dollar or over reward. However, if you want to just support us and get access to all the content, it's one dollar, uh, the very minimum, minimum, which is like eighty pence in the UK. So like, what, what, what's stopping you? You get some good shit. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, there's that. Exactly, nice. exactly, James. That's a good point. It and uh, for point. all those listening right now on YouTube live, again, we have smashed our goal of three hundred likes. If you haven't liked it though yet and you're still here do it right now let's see how many likes we can get up to let's see if we can get to 400 once this goes live um or live to as a video i don't mean 400 while we're going live that's a bit too many but like (laughs) you know we could i think we could hit 400 by the time you know this we've reached the peak of what we're going to hit um and hopefully this is i think will be the most you know listened to episode of all time and beat episode 40 which was again the four pillars what can you do the four pillars are just the biggest thing there's nothing hashtag bigger four pillars hashtag fly into our former glory <laughs> <laughs> fly yeah. into our former glory that was a good meme is that in the description I like it that meme. yeah it is oh it is cuz i copied it from episode 40 that's why <laughs> yeah that's great that's so good um, and as well, for those on iTunes and SoundCloud, don't forget to rate us. Give us a review on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners on there and get related over when people are listening to other gaming podcasts, Assassin's Creed stuff. They'll see this suggested one called the Kill Connor Club. They're like, oh, what's this, fam? But if you um, are going to rate us anything less than five stars, you can go fuck yourself. So just give us five-star <laughs> reviews, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, give us a rating over on SoundCloud as well. Um, and thank you so much to everybody from the bottom of my heart for 50 incredible episodes and hundreds of hours of the Jesus Kill Comic Club podcast. Plus, I mean, we've done far more than 50 podcasts, plus you know, Clubhouse, yeah, the bonus episodes, the streams, countless hours of time. This podcast means everything to me, and I know James as well, and it's been so amazing these past 50 episodes mm-hmm. uh it's brought so many people together we've made so many friends it's helped build this community further and further and further and create a platform in which you guys are able to actually know us so well 
Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, so I can't thank everybody enough for the support on 50 episodes and the fact that it's not just 50 episodes of the same thing. This is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Every single podcast, every single episode, more people listening, more people watching, more people interested, higher ratings, higher downloads. It's absolutely incredible uh, the exponential growth the podcast is getting. So thank you all from the bottom of my heart for that. I agree. That's uh, but it's yeah, always a basically, good basically what I was thinking. To listen to and be on, so... So yeah. thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Appreciate of course, you guys. Thank Appreciate you. all the guests we've had on in the past. It's always a good time. And, uh, and of course, our, our two... I can only imagine. Victoria's the best. Thanks for having me on, Lasers. I can only imagine how much of a blast it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, joke. it's been so awesome having the last two episodes, episode 49 and 50, for the f- episode 50 celebration, have, like our closest friends of the podcast, obviously George and Ethan, who are here with us today, the yeah. four pillars and as well, Brett and Nick on the last episode, it's been, you know, the friends that I've made, obviously James first and foremost, when we made the podcast and here we are for you know, 50 episodes in. Um, and then all the people we've met along the ways, um, truly is incredible thing. And that's the power of what a podcast like this is. So who'd have thought podcast. Yeah. no one would, no one would have thought it's good. we would get here. Yeah, it's crazy. So crazy, crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. So obviously, thanks everyone listening, and George and Ethan, thank you guys so much for coming on today. Yep. This has been yeah, yeah like amazing. Said, thanks for having us on. Sure. Yeah, it's always great. It was a blast. It was yeah, a blast. Thanks for having me on, Lays. It's been a good blast. Congratulations. <laughs> but uh, obviously, uh, you know, you guys are welcome anytime, literally anytime you want. So. Sure. Um, and just Boy, for anyone just... listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or even listen to this after it's gone live, for anyone wondering when they can watch live when we're actually streaming, it's every other Sunday at 12 p.m. BST or GMT, depending whether it's in summertime or, well, now it's BST. Forget that. It's just midday UK time um, every other Sunday. Mm. So if you just check when Give the or last... Take. Give yeah, or take. It's norm... yeah, sometimes it'll be recorded, uh, but if it's going to be, I'll tweet about it, stuff like that. But uh, most of the time it is 12 p.m. Uh, around midday time. Uh, every other Sunday. So if you check when the last episode went up, two weeks from then should be the next episode going live. So uh, there you go. Cool. And we have a Mr. Podcast at Kill Connor Club, at least. We, we, we're late to Clubhouse, but that's for other reasons. But, you know. Classic Clubhouse. We have a Mr. Podcast in, you know, two years now. So you know what's going to be there. It's that's good. what you, one thing we can guarantee. And that's why the podcast keeps growing so much is because in a, in the, in the world of podcasting, you know, someone that's just like, I'll do a podcast once in a while, they'll end up stopping because they're not going to get the viewers. When you do something that's so consistent and people know for sure, they're going to get a kill Connor club. It becomes a loyalty thing. And that's why it's growing so much. It's because mm. we always show up. We're always here and we're not going anywhere. Sure. Nice. All right. Well, do you want to wrap us up? James? Sign us off. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We will see you in a week's time for the next episode of Kill Connor Clubhouse, exclusive to Patreon. So if you haven't already, like I said, go check it out, patreon.com forward slash as always. And we'll see you in two weeks' time for the next episode of the Kill Connor Club, episode 51. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Sweet boy. Bye. See you, sweet lads.